Listeners everywhere, welcome to The Movie Show with Joel and Ryan, the weekly fix for your screen addiction and a trusted source for discussion of all things film and television. Please keep in mind that for the purposes of this podcast, Joel and Ryan are not acting as journalists, but rather fellow moving picture enthusiasts. All of their opinions should be taken as such. Also, please be warned that while Joel and Ryan may seem like petulant children, they are, in fact, adults who may occasionally use adult language. While they promise to bleep out all the worst words, it's a good bet you will still understand what they were saying. And now, with no further ado, here's Joel and Ryan. Humongous, the Lord Humongous, the warrior of the wasteland, the Ayatollah of rock and roll. Welcome to the movie show with Joel and Ryan. I am Joel. And I'm Ryan. And of course we have the golden youth, Michael Klug. The golden youth. <laughs> the golden youth is here. Yay, Michael's here. Uh, all right. Um, so today is a little movie. Uh, so, um, pop quiz for the two or not pop quiz, but, uh, just a quick poll for, um, both of you. I mean, the, I always thought, I mean, you kind of made reference to this last week, Ryan, that, uh, a lot of people saw road warrior first. That's how it was for me is I saw road me warrior. Too. First. Me too. Um, yep. In fact, I didn't see Mad Max until after, uh, Thunderdome. Um, some would say I saw Ma- for me as well. I, I'm yeah. not sure the exact timing, but it's close to that. Yeah, yeah. I saw Matt. Some would say we saw Mad Max beyond Thunderdome. Um, uh, nobody would say that. Mm, <laughs> <laughs> I think that they might. Um, if they were, if they were feeling generous. nobody with any anyway. decency would ever say such a thing. <laughs> well. <laughs> Uh, I think we all know me well enough well, by now to know yeah. that decency is not the word you use to describe me. Then this um, is the show right. and the movie for you that we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, so welcome. We're going to talk about uh, Mad. Some call it Mad Max 2. Some call it Mad Max the Ro- Road Warrior. Some just call it the Road Warrior. It's got all of those names, and all of them would be correct, I guess. Um, so, hi. Hi, everybody. How you It's doing? nice to call it, I think, Mad Max 2, The Road Warrior, so that you are honoring both names, because internationally... See, I, I, I agree, but it's like, it's The Road Warrior. It's like, it's mm-hmm. never going to be other yeah, but than You just that. watched it. What does it say at the beginning of the movie? The Road Warrior. It doesn't. It says, whoosh! Mad Max too. It never says the road warrior. Mm-hmm. The guy, the guy says it in the voiceover. He uses that term, but it, that's not what the title says at the beginning. No, I mean I have I have the uh, I believe it's the Warner Brothers DVD that I still have, and I'm pretty sure it says the road warrior at the beginning. I'm just Maybe it, well. I'm looking at I'm looking at the poster right now. Um, it is it it, it honestly looks for, look like uh, it looks like the poster for an adult film um which poster uh, are you looking at uh, men the one the one that comes up on imdb mad max 2 with two hunky dudes right on it it just says but that again that's not just in michael's defense that's the international poster the australian poster that's not the american one 
I just like that it has two hunky guys uh, in there, and the tagline is, just one man can make a difference. <laughs> um, is this the one with the truck in the center? And it's yeah, the truck in the center. Arms? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's the that's the the cassette soundtrack that I still have. That's the cover art. Yeah. Oh, the it's the painting with the truck. So that is the American yeah. one. And that says Mad Max 2 on it as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Just if there's an man. official name for it, it's Mad Max 2. That's no there's yeah. no question about that. However, I, Joel, I think you're right. There's no wrong way to do it. I, I, we all knew it as various yeah. things, and I think that's as long totally as you cool. love it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, no. yeah. Um, Dude, man, whoever love, watched it with Michael that didn't yeah. like it, whose name I can't remember. <laughs> probably for the best. It's probably for the best because I, I, I might I mean, be tempted with your name and like a personal yeah. item of yours to put a curse on you. It could yeah. happen. Yep. So mm-hmm. maybe it's best. Um, remember that uh, you know, like. Like they said in Love Story, love means never having to say the road warrior. Yeah. We um, I I I met a couple of guys. I met a guy um at a film festival last fall, and I don't remember what it was. It was we watched some short and some guy sitting behind me, I didn't know him, and it was kind of post-apocalyptic, maybe Mad Max inspired this short or whatever it was. And this guy behind me, um, I don't know. I don't even remember what it was, but he said something like Thunderdome's better than Road Warrior or something like that. And I mean, I literally turned and I'm like, and so then we kind of talked a little bit more throughout the rest of the festival and we uh, described that encounter as the unpleasantness. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, no, there's, there's going to be some problems here. That was the the time of unpleasantness anyway. Yeah. I, I, I can't, I can't imagine anybody not, going bonkers for this movie like the watching it two days ago i can't contain my excitement anyway sorry yeah it's a good it's a pretty good movie it's really really good i mean it's one of those films that when you saw it on hbo or you saw it on vhs on home video or however you first saw it 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 you know i this isn't going to be everybody's experience but for many 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 of us it, it really did sort of blow you away and it's one of those films that Despite it's super like B movie weird trappings, you know, it's been copied a hundred times all with huge drop offs in quality. Like there's no almost road warrior out there at all of any kind, even though they've tried and tried and tried and tried to make this film again. And when you see it, I'm still watching that old DVD, but when you see it in high definition and you see it with the desert filter taken off of it and you see it you know in, in the designs and the sh- shots and all their glory it, it's it's a stunning visual yes. masterpiece of a film even when nothing's happening even when that even just that overhead shot where max is just getting out of his car and walking toward the the, the gyro sitting there by itself yep yeah eat and and all of the lookout on that ridge above the pumping station the, yeah, there it's stunningly you can see the curve of film. the earth <laughs> in some of those shots. Like that's how yeah, it, it just so. the the scope of it, the design of it, the ideas. I mean, and the costumes are just like hockey equipment and workout yeah. gear from the early eighties. Like it's it's it it Papa it's, Gallo's mask at the end. Come on, <laughs> it, yeah, it's just a Cooper <laughs> hockey helmet. Uh, my brother had mm-hmm. one just like it, or. 
Maybe not the Coke maybe it's the other kind. Either way, it's it's just a hockey mask. It, it, of course, that's they're repurposing things from the past. It makes sense that it would be that way. It's not that. It's just that its low-budget B-movie trappings are splattered throughout every scene as well. And, and so a movie that's having that much fun, that's that big, that's that sort of action-packed and surprising, and it, it repeatedly surprising in its depravity and tragedy... Not in not, nothing that compares to, um, you know, the the murder of Max's family in the first film. Not from an emotional standpoint, but more more of everything for your money. You know what I mean? You do really feel bad for everybody, and it and it's it, it's. But it's got amazing bits of humor which yeah. are not present in the first one. I mean, maybe a couple here and there, like you know, the bumbling guys at the beginning of the chase. But yeah, yeah. In this, there's so I mean, Gyro Captain is oh my god, legit hysterically funny. Yes, but Bruce Spence. Every time I watch him, I'm like, and you know, we can't go to the very last moment, but that no, look. no, but it he <laughs> what he brings to this because because Max is is our hero, but it like in all future Mad Max movies, he doesn't say anything. He tries not to do anything until he's compelled to. Like he's he's a great he's not Snake Plissken, you know, but he's a fantastic anti-hero yeah. of just the first order. And the character is so cool. He could I just don't see how he could be even slightly cooler than he is. And well, you know, and on the a cool factor of like twelve point five. It's just off the well, charts. Even in all the little details, like some of the looks he has, I mean, you know, the the swapping of the binoculars for the, um, yes. like just little things him, like that are Him so noticing the thing. Like it's yeah. such a well-realized moment, you know, I, I, I totally agree. Totally agree. And the, and of course the Australian cattle dog and that he travels oh, with, it's man. just so much, There's there's so much in this that is fun, like you say, that that even though it's such an incredibly dark tale, it it's it it just pulls you along in the greatest way. So we need to start at the beginning, right? Unless there's any more final thoughts we want to get away at the start here. <laughs> it's a love uh, fest. We can do whatever. Yeah, we no, want. Uh, I mean I it's guess it's gonna we'll, be yeah. because it it really is I really insist. It's a it is a true masterpiece of visual storytelling where mm -hmm. all of the action has all of the drama of a really great scene in an Oscar winning movie. All of the intention, the plan is clear to the audience every step of the way. Everything's communicated very, very clearly. Yes. yes. And you there's never a moment, kind of like Mad Max is the same way, but this movie, because it's ambition so the scale's so expanded. There is just is never an unnecessary moment in it. Even the little side journeys with these weird cast of characters, we'll talk about each one, is key and important and, and helps to bring the world of the story and the relationships between the people involved yes. vividly to life. And it still contains, unbeaten, to this day, the greatest action sequence of all time. I'm an, I'm going to agree that chase sequence. I mean, those last 20, 30 minutes, I it's, Oh, it, it, it's so I thought thrilling. you went the boomerang scene. Well, that's, <laughs> that's great. too. It's pretty great. It's pretty um, great. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's get to it. Uh, we are jumping in. This is 
1981's Mad Max to the Road Warrior. So we get this is the one that starts with the voiceover. Yep. And ends with the it voiceover. Is. Yeah. And this is a time of chaos. This voiceover is really poetic and haunting, too. I mean, sometimes these voiceovers are it's purely expositional, but even the editing of the of the Mad Max footage and the fact yeah. that it's TV shaped and yes. black and white. Uh-huh. And that way when you come zooming out of the engine max's engine at the beginning into glorious colorful widescreen if the effect is stunning and apparently i've never seen road also in mono apparently also in mono and then when it sweeps forward it's when it it spreads out Um, it's very very cleverly designed and i never saw road warrior in the theater but that effect had to been really really cool oh yeah for sure yeah, so uh yeah yeah waste, and um of course we we so we don't know who it is we don't they know who talk, it is that is providing and talks <laughs> yep it basically um, just runs down the previous movie and gives us the sort of geopolitical reason for the end of the world and and yeah and it does both pretty 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 efficiently and and with a lot of style so mm. yeah yeah, it, it sets up that we have indeed had a... Uh, As Bubba said to Johnny the Boy, you just don't have the style, do you? It's got style to spare, and we're, we haven't just even barely started it. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, we're, um, we're introduced to the dog. Yeah. Dog is... Yeah, uh, we had to who... talk poor Michael out of getting that kind of dog. He so desperately wanted one. In an apartment in L.A., dude, that dog would drive you insane i had an australian cattle dog when i lived in kentucky and they're they're just like you see in the movie i mean they are the greatest dogs ever they're fiercely loyal they're you know they're just the kind of dog i mean other than him being in australia so australian catalog being the most common kind of dog you'd have down there it, it they're just they're they're fiercely loyal. They they are excessively smart, but they're worker dogs. They have to be given a job. They have to yep. have a task, or they go insane. And even and even when even in this trailer I was living at when I was living in Kentucky out in this out in this farm land, if one of us was in the kitchen and the other one was watching TV, like it would just be between us. And nervously wanting us to get together, wanting to herd us together. That's like genetically engineered into what they are. They're not comfortable until the herd is all tight where it can kind of keep an eye on them and stuff. And and the dog in this, I don't know how many dog takes or how much work it took to get them, but every the performance is like everything else in the movie, right? It's fully realized. It's like, yes. you know, yeah. every moment counts. Every moment's like in the moment. 
We'll talk about the dog-specific stuff, but I just to get that out of my way. Uh, Australian cattle dogs are super cool, but you need a lot of land, and you got to let them out, and they got to let them run around a lot, and you they they're they're like outdoor yeah. worker dogs. Just keep that in mind when you're <laughs> shopping for puppies. They're a lot of work. <laughs> Aww. Yeah. They're herding dogs. Yep. Yeah, they're really they cool. Are. They're really cool. Like I saw in Kentucky, you'd see them everywhere. That's where they are in, in the States for some reason. Um, and you'd see them. They just like you'd go into like Walmart or something. And one would just be in the back of somebody's truck and it'd just be sitting there. And you couldn't, you'd be blah, blah, blah. It wouldn't be like, oh, lick me, you know, pet me. It'd just kind of stand there like a statue guarding the truck. It, it, uh -huh. They're super cool. They're really, really cool dogs. Uh, so then we get, uh, so after the voiceover, we fade in on, uh, or not, we don't, we don't fade in. We zoom Ooh, on in zoom and, uh, out yeah. basically. Uh, yeah. Of that um, big engine sticking out at top of the, the, now yep. I was calling it the black pursuit special in Mad Max. Cause that was its official name, but it's non-canonical like nickname and beloved name amongst all the rest of us. And what it is called in this movie is the last of the V8 interceptors. interceptors. So we'll call it that from now on. Um, and then we can have it both ways, basically. That's sort of cheating, but whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that car, man, and all its glory. This is, we only see it before it gets diminished. We only see it for a couple seconds, but it's so great. And even with the front uh, ripped off of it, it's still pretty badass, actually. <laughs> And we and we meet our um our our main henchman for the uh for the movie. Yeah, the odd job um, of the road warrior. There he is. Yeah, which is uh Wes. Good old Wes. No, nope, um, never had names never spoken in the movie, but I know. we all know he's no, Wes. No, but it's Wes. Uh, played by uh, the great Vernon, Vernon Wells. Wells. I have I have a side story. I somehow connected with him on Facebook and I actually had a, a uh, Facebook chat with him for a reading of one of my scripts and he, I actually asked him if he'd come do it and he considered it it didn't end up happening but I'm like that was it would have been kind of monumental but anyway yeah show us a little Wes there Michael show, get, he get, there he is hi for the video yeah Wes woohoo you can run um, he's even but got you the can't hide he's even got the butt butt flap. Michael yep. don't take this the wrong way yeah but I've been meaning to ask you this for years oh no I just don't take it the wrong way, but I just feel like I've known you a long time. You won't get mad at me. I know you're not like an expert on this, but I just feel like you're the person closest to that, that I know that I can ask. Okay. <laughs> Are there any other kind of chaps that aren't buttless? <laughs> um, I mean, aren't they by necessity? By design? Do, yeah. not have an ass in them i mean isn't that what chaps are i i guess so i do if i knew a cowboy cool instead i know like a kind of hip la gay guy and i just feel like you're <laughs> the only one that i can really ask this question to well my my extensive uh you know detours into the leather world um <laughs> Mm -hmm. No, but I guess it makes sense because they would have jeans underneath and they'd need to be able to move and have... They're always called assless chaps or, but, you know, they David Lee Roth chaps. and his buttless chaps or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, they, well, of course they're, they're buttless. I, they're, I think they're you're chaps. Right. 
Yeah, I think you're right, but that's just how they're referenced, I guess. It's, well, there's but, you get some great looks at them in the Road yeah. Warrior. There's no question about that, and I yeah. I appreciate your sensitivity on that issue. Thank you for that. <laughs> there are yeah, there are no chaps uh, that are non uh, that are that are like yeah that defeats the because then they would just be called pants leather pants <laughs> yeah um so okay i just wanted to get that out there it always felt a and, bit redundant to me but and, mm-hmm, you, are, yeah. you are not wrong uh chaps of course uh shortened from the spanish chaparras originated as a type of leather leg protector used by mexican and american cowboys in the 19th century um and then yeah. adopted by the village people yeah. indeed very much uh, so yes and always a go-to fashion accessory oh by the way i have to show we since we already introduced max there's max yep good his head seems a bit small for his body there it kind of does but i think that's the design yeah well and also he's like ripped in that like he's like total buff like they use the same body mold for wes as they did for uh, yeah well no he's actually a little larger but I do have to say, little side note, is that this is prime Mel Gibson hotness in his career. Like, right here yeah. in this film. Really? You Mad think he's hotter Max, in he this goes, one than the last one with his little white sideburns and stuff? I'm always a little torn. It's like Mad Max, he's just too young and kind of cute. Have you ever this seen The Year of Living I Dangerously? I have, 100 years ago, but I don't remember it. But it's, it's pretty hot in it. <laughs> really? Because this, this, it's the smirk, it's the... I don't know. There, this is this is this is prime Mel Gibson. Yeah, he's, Matt, this, Matt this guy yeah. is this guy is loaded with coolness and attitude. And mm-hmm. even when he's bloody and his eye is bulging out and he's yep. next to death, he still is kind of hot. So I can't. Oh, disagree. Yeah. I'm teasing you, but I cannot disagree with that statement. Mm-hmm. Matinee idol handsomeness, yeah, right here. Very much so. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And anyway, um, Joel Joel's trying to break down this opening chase for us. And, <laughs> wow, this show is gonna. I was just gonna say, so look, out, as when, look out for the love uh, fest Max, deep dives, you guys. There can be tricky. Yeah, Max uh, is. Uh, you know, he just they come up upon this giant uh, or on a on a uh, semi that is broken down. They're already um, chasing and, for some. That's the yep. cool thing about the opening. Yeah, just start, already yeah, never starts know. in progress. We it's don't know progress. what started this or how they came across each other. They're already, you know, kind of fighting it with each other. We could see the nitro handle on the thing. We mm. could see the the car really take off and smash. Another Every car. time that's ignited, my adrenaline level just goes to the roof every time they show that nitro well in the old 60s car smashing the dune buggy to smithereens and stuff like this action sequence is short and tight compared to the epic ones that we get later but it's it's still awesome and really really exciting Uh, so just Um, to say that but yeah joel makes a good point it's it's not just let's introduce our world let's introduce our story it introduces also an extremely important plot element in a very natural and awesome way in this abandoned tanker truck on the side of the road, which the truck itself yes. doesn't seem to have any gas in it, the tanker, but the but the, the truck does, and it's sitting there leaking. And even though they're in the middle of a chase, once he gets a free moment, he slows down by the side of it, does yeah, yeah. everything he can. I mean, he's taking a rag and sopping up the cement yep. just to get every ounce of gasoline that he can. Mm-hmm. And uh, real quick, go ahead. Sorry, I'm gonna sidebar us uh, real quick. Uh, just because we do start, 
you know, mid action, things have already, things are happening as we join. Yep. Um, is the voiceover at the beginning necessary? Yeah. Would we, you think so? Yeah, because, I mean, maybe not, but I think the voiceover gives you all kinds of depth of context to the film. If if you hadn't seen the first one and the, that whole opening assumes yeah. you hadn't. Mm-hmm. Also, in 1982, there'd been two other post-apocalyptic movies, not 90. So if it needed some sort of context, I think, for that, and it does both of them sure. brilliantly. No, I, I mean, I don't, I don't, think I don't say that out of criticism. It? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it needs it, 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 but I think it benefits from it a lot. Yeah, yeah I, I would say it sets the tone, and it also it also uh, relieves us of probably Papagayo or something later on giving us some sort of monologue about the before times. Right. Yeah. Because uh, I mean, they would have they would have had way. to. Yeah, it gets it out of the way, sets the tone, and just lets us go. Uh, I, I I bring that up without criticism. I just was like. It does start like just right mid action. And I always love that. I love that in a film where as an audience member, you have to be like, oh, okay, yeah, we're going. All right. Let's, you know, we're in the. It it begs the question, though, because in my own writing, I I hate clunky exposition. I hate it. It's like you, you can always tell when it's bad. And this could be considered clunky. But it's it's so acceptable and forgivable. I'm like I don't and maybe it's, it's well written. First off, and mm-hmm. I think the, yeah, what and, Ryan said it's kind and of once poetic. it's over, it's well written. It comes back at the end in a in a neat sort of gut punch sort of way. Like it's just yes. again they maximize the value of it. That that's all you can really ask. I I don't mind this. Like I think. If you're oh, going to do all. a voiceover, lean into the convention and do an epic one like this. Like I, I always feel that's true because I always feel it's the little ones where they're just trying to get you out of the way, and they bring in Morgan Freeman to read them or whatever. And I'm just like, hey, that's great. <laughs> you know, like yeah. that. Those are the ones I get sick of. This is where it's like this is, goes on Tindale. for a while. It yeah. shows you a lot of stuff. It tells you a lot of stuff. It's like, well, it's nice. I'll it, take it. Goes it. from the the general what happened in the world down to what how it affected Max. I think it's Max, a nice the way Warrior to bring Max. Yeah, and mm-hmm. <clears throat> revisits what exactly happened to him. And I mean, it sets up perfectly not only the world he's now in, but, but even then, it doesn't. It, it's such a great voiceover. It doesn't really tell you what happened. It shows you what happened, and it tells you in only the most generalities what happens to people in this world. And that mm-hmm. the, that combo is powerful it's really really well yeah. done i mean yep, not to I go agree. back to that but Sorry, yeah, yeah i don't I think it needs to, it. I, I, I think it could totally start i think you're right joel it could totally start where it starts and still be the same great movie but but i i i, I was thrilled it for it adds, and i remembered watching mad max for the first time after seeing road warrior 30 times and seeing yep. all that stuff happen yep. and that was a huge because uh, Mad Max was. I mean, I grew to love it over the age. Mad Max is super disappointing compared to Road Warrior. I get where people are coming from, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, the thrill was seeing those images come to life and in, in all their glory all of a sudden and yeah. really understanding yeah. what that voiceover was like. So even I guess it, even it also, enhances the movie that came before somehow. I think. Yeah, I guess it also emphasizes that this is a memory. I mean, it, it, that this is that, that this is someone having the you know re- telling this story from a memory almost like o- almost like uh uh you know the the 
the sharing of a tribal story, you know, the, 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 the which we get literally history. in the next film. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, so he's searching the wrecked truck, like uh, the wrecked truck, like you said, sopping up every last bit of gasoline he can. Yeah. yeah and Wes uh, also who during finds... the fight has gotten shot in the leg with a, these uh, arrows. They're not really arrows. They're like darts. And don't forget his boyfriend is with him. Yeah. His boyfriend, golden mm -hmm. youth, golden youth. Yep. Um, um yeah Golden while he youth, while he uh, while he's doing that he he pulls it out and puts it he pulls it out of his leg with his yeah, there's a lot this, of michael this is a motif i think there's a lot of grimacing in this where you think it's smiling but it's something else when when bruce is watching the the horrific takedown yes. and right he's doing this he's going and it looks like he might be smiling but i i don't think he is i think it's like squinting well his face yeah. though does sh completely shift I, and I also think it's an actor technique where if he's doing this and he does that, it's yeah. a huge change. And I think the actor kind of knows that. Mm -hmm. But I don't think he's – it looks like he's smiling or something. I don't think they're yeah. ever really yeah. smiling well, as, when they do this. Look, I think it's grimacing who, in the old school kind of way. Yeah, I think uh, – you know, uh, and, uh, and uh, also as someone who's uh, you know been on stage uh, and, and done a lot of shows, I have looked out and seen the audience looking at me like that. And initially, it I do think that they're smiling, and then as yeah. the show's going on, I'm like, oh no, oh, no. they're, they're grimacing. I suck, yeah. and I hate. Yeah, and then my self hatred comes in. Um, but it's uh, they're in some kind of pain. Well, he's in pain, but he's yeah. almost like a like an animal. He's like yeah. this grimace smile I, through it. Well, I do want to talk about the setup here, and I remember this so vividly as a kid. This opening scene being so disturbing to me because it's a great double scare whammy. Um, you know, when uh, Max is down there and he's looking at Wes and then he, the whoever's in the dune buggy, semi-alive, ah, that, you get yeah. that really big swell of ah, music as well. And then he goes to the truck. I mean, damn, that scared the hell out of me as a kid. Yeah, you know, he because, sees the guy in the dune no buggy's arm reaching out and screaming yeah. in his last mm -hmm. throes of life. And then he, when he opens the door of the truck, a, a bug-eyed corpse model from the previous film <laughs> yeah, really it's so yeah. fabulous though because i even as a kid i'm always like what was the guy in the truck doing did he just sit there and die you know did he die of dehydration you know he just maybe he I was mean, just I, shot and we just don't see the wound there's any number I of guess, things that could happen yeah there's always those i always assumed that the driver of the truck is not the guy who spray painted the those apocalyptic cryptic words on the side of the truck but yeah but um, at the same time, who would have taken time who came along later to spray paint some stuff and not get the gas? You know, I, that yeah. doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But it but it but we, maybe it shouldn't. It's weird. It's disorienting. It, it it brings up all these weird questions. And before you can get bogged down in them, you're pew, you're on to the next thing. Yeah. So. yeah. Well, we get the introduction of the music box, which is yeah, uh, that was the important. Next thing. Yeah, yeah. He's searching, searching bodies, which is a common thread and finds yeah. a bunch of crap but the thing that he keeps is the what's it play pop happy goes happy birthday. birthday no oh, happy, happy birthday. birthday yep oh it does play happy mm -hmm. birthday wow good job you guys yep but yep. it's just it's a really i mean obviously it comes into play later but it's such an kind of watching his face as he plays it there's this weird little bit of you know humanity callback to you know, Sprague and all this stuff. And layered on it. top of that, there's this warrior of the wasteland sort of this I can actually imagine coming in handy at some point. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is why he keeps it. it is, I don't think it's over nostalgia. It's 
hmm, of all this crap, I don't know. This this is going to be something that they probably no, have. He doesn't he doesn't dig 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 until he's with the gyro captain in that later scene. This one, I think he just gets that. I don't even think he digs, does he? Does in he? I one? thought he pulled out like a charm bracelet and some other weird looking that crap was, that I couldn't That's later, tell. yeah. That's later yeah. with the guy that gets the, okay, I, the, I yeah. believe you. Um. So what happens next, Joel? Uh, yeah, so then he uh, he drives off. He's got his little happy birthday thing. He, you know, he's like, hey, I get win. And then he drives off uh, and he spots a gyrocopter by the side of the road. Um, just and sitting there waiting yeah, just to be there. Hmm. pillaged for all of its uh-huh. wonderful value. And he and he, you know, he knows it's a, I, I believe he knows it's a trap. He knows it's something, of but he's he like, does. OK, so he's looking around trying to figure it out. He sees that there's a snake guarding the uh, the uh, the gyrocopter. Yeah. And, um, and Max, Max makes, uh, you know, he's able to get the, you know, he gets the snake, but, uh, but then of course he, um, Bruce Spence as the gyro captain appears in Greece, out of the dirt, in Greece, out of, of the course, earth, he literally. The, he's the hero captain. See, um, he's even got the snake. Nice. Yeah, there it is. Nice. Uh, he pops with up, a, got his crossbow. crossbow. Yep. Yep. And he is like, nope, come on. I'm taking gotcha. your gas. Looks come like on, I got Max, myself I go in. Gasoline, eh? Hey! Yep. And uh I love that he has to get the, the dirt trap. out of his mouth. Everything Bruce Spence does, every word out of his mouth in this scene, every body movement, every twitch. It's so I hate to say it because he's him. gone on to do so many cool things and he's such a fantastic actor in more naturalistic stuff. Also, he's one of those guys who's appeared in like every major Hollywood trilogy of the 90s and aughts, which is yep. fun. So you can track him across the Matrix films or the Star Wars prequels or the Lord of the Rings movies and it's on and on. He's into everything. But he's just never better than he is here. Like all of his skills, all of his huge fun personality, his inventiveness... And his innate like ability, to, despite looking like a weird hermit desert rat freak, mm-hmm. is all here in this role. Like he's the most sympathetic character in the movie. Probably. Well, he's got amazing humanity. He's so mm-hmm. the, the. I don't know. It's it's such a well drawn character. Yeah, he lives in the dirt. But he well, he but lives a, he lives in the dirt, but he also flies above the chaos. Yes, he True, does. to some yes, degree. He is, uh, he what is I a what I love about this scene, though, is that he's not he, a low man; he's a high man. High man <laughs> is that we get this wonderful additional? It's like as if we couldn't have seen Max as more badass, and then we just get these additional bits with the car mm-hmm. and the dynamite, and he just got. It's like this guy is just the shit pardon my term but it's like he's so cool never seen a man beat the snake before yeah, a man so yeah, we le- a quick man Whatever yeah so we get somebody. we get a lot of actually get a lot of really so he's, good he's uh, smart uh, too he's ex- not yeah he's met his match and max obviously we all know this yeah. right from the moment we see him because max is so whatever <laughs> about this whole scene <laughs> yeah it's like not yep. concerned and but he's not a, he's no idiot, which Michael, you know, you prefer mm-hmm. this. You don't like the clown character to show up and just be a doofus. You want him to, you want him to have some inventiveness and, and mm-hmm. to sort of advocate for his own, uh, survival. Anyone who survived in this world. A weapon under there. 
Whatever, yeah. So we, yeah, we get, we, yeah, we learn, you know, we learn, we learn tons of stuff in this little scene. Yeah. We got the, you know, we have the, you know, we learn that the, uh, the fuel tanks are booby trapped. We learn that, uh, that the, um, and, and, you know, that he keeps weapons everywhere. Obviously, we're, you know, we're reminded again of, of, you know, we're learning more about Max, uh, in case you did not see Mad Max, but even seeing Mad Max, you wouldn't know that he was particularly like, quick and you know have kind of these not until you see it it's true and you have to yeah film has to show um, it to us and of course when max turns the tables on the gyro captain uh the gyro captain delivers us into where all the action is going to happen into what mm -hmm. the plot of the thing really is going to be Uh, you know just basically to save his own life he says i know where they have gasoline and it's this great again this great speech where he's like you know i it's too, that place is too hot for me. I'm not going near there, but a oh, man of man, your ingenuity. ingenuity. Yep. You know, so, okay, let me go and everything will be fine. And then he, he of course, he, this, he makes the deal, pipes, let me live. And later on, he says, hey, the deal was the you'd car. let me go. And he's like, no, the deal is I wouldn't kill you. So mm -hmm. he keeps him his prisoner basically the entire time. The, which the is, cut into the car and the setup in the car. Come on. Oh, Cut in the car so where good. there's the yeah, shot off the, the infamous shot off shotgun of Mad Max's uh, oh. Max Rocket Tanks. He's like with a wire in it connected to a toy bone in uh, the our sidekick dog's mouth. Yep. Mm. And oh. the great scene where the jackrabbit runs briefly oh. outside. He's like. <gasps> but that's what you're talking I, about earlier. The dog's acting is just perfect. Like the way mm -hmm. that it looks at the thing and then looks back at the gyro captain. Like we both saw that, right? Yeah, and as you, you know, know like dogs, for the most part, don't really act. But you to capture these things that fit the story you're trying to tell, to insist, you know, because you see George Lucas, like, not even insist, like, a child actor be good in his movie, who, who might have been able to be good if you just captured a decent performance from him instead of just giving up after the first worthless take. This requires work to get a dog to interact with its environment, because there's no rabbit. That's an insert shot. There's, I mean, there's, you know, it, it, but it all puzzles together to make the dog like a rich, awesome character, and that yeah. that takes that takes real patience and dedication to get that stuff on screen. Because I don't know how many dog outtakes there are in this thing, but there's got to be a jillion of them where it did everything wrong or even did worse things than wrong. Because it's a dog. <laughs> or they or they took 15 hours off of a day just to play with the dog and pet the dog and love yeah. the dog. <laughs> maybe not. But well, who, maybe not. Australian cattle dogs are a dime. They're kind of like cats in the country around here down there. They're awesome. And he captures mm -hmm. the awesomest one ever in film. But I doubt that the, all the other Australian crew and stuff were too enchanted with it, probably, at mm -hmm. that point in their lives. Lame. Oh, so well, they if... if well, you know, we'll ask. We know some Australians. Someday, when we get a chance, we'll we'll ask for their take on it and really see what it's all about. I could be wrong. Yep. Um, so but it's we, great. Uh, that whole sequence is hilarious. And when we learn we, later that there's not much threat there, it's doubly hilarious. And you and mm -hmm. we kind of learn in this scene because there's a take to Max, Rachel, where he does the little giggle at the whole situation mm -hmm. as callous as he is i don't think he'd think it was funny if this guy got his head blown off with a shotgun and sitting next to him no. in the car so yep. we know that oh, no, about max he sees there he sees there's value there which obviously plays later, right so. and the cleanup would be horrible exactly Not well and even that gyro car. captain there's an uh, there's a uh there's still this code of honor there right gyro captain didn't kill him 
probably wasn't mm-hmm. gonna like he got a read on the guy and yes. and even though he doesn't treat him particularly well as a captive he you know he it could be worse we've seen how much worse it could be so yep. yeah kind of neat uh so we arrive at they arrive at some high ground where they can look down and see the refinery the oil refinery they're looking down These at it these sequences are really it's... some of my favorite in the film mm-hmm. i have to say just so they, the way they're um, laid out visually is so powerful. Yeah, they um uh, the they're pumping station kachunk 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 and the yeah, the refinery is um under attack by uh, a gang of ruffians. Under siege, uh, I would say. It's, it really is hooligans like a medieval and, siege where the enemy is outside swarming around this place on all sides. Yeah, trying to trying to find just waiting for that mistake to happen where they can well, we reach were, the wall and whatever. Yeah, and we were talking about the these gate. shots above there. You can see the curve of the earth in the background on the horizon and these, these shots. Well, you can see his... every vehicle doing stuff. This is all choreographed and planned That's... out. It's all magical and amazing. You've got your, you've got your heroes, your stars basically acting in the foreground while this crazy organized chaos is happening in this visually beautiful way in the background. And again, it's explaining the situation to us with nobody really speaking. It's, mm-hmm. It's it. Road Warrior is more than just the, that cheesy '80s film from your youth. It's it, it's just it's of that era. It's as powerful a piece of visual storytelling as there is. I have a hard time yeah, thinking there, there's of a better, no, more efficient one. There's not a lot of dialogue. I think it's Papa Gallo and Gyro Captain that talk the most. You know, it's probably, like that's, and that's because and, yeah. humongous. Yeah, that's because Gyro Captain's always trying to talk himself his way out of trouble, and Papa Gallo's makes speeches. A leader. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so we meet. um, So we see uh, uh, under siege. This is the first time we meet the true leader of the bad guys. Uh, We learn that Wes um, uh, is a. Yeah, is. Is yeah, a, we, we haven't learned his name is a yet, lieutenant is a dog of war. Dog of war. Yeah. So we uh, we see the Lord humongous. Yeah, which uh, we will meet. Uh, we will get a proper introduction um, in a little bit. But meanwhile, Max and the you know what I noticed this time through, and I guess I should always notice this. But they have the poor pumping uh, station people have that little pen that has like an alpaca in it and something else, like you know that's yeah, off site. Yeah. And then later, what during the boomerang scene, we see the kid hiding and stuff, and the animals in there all burnt to a crisp, and the fence broken oh, and wait, stuff. No, I didn't. I didn't remember that. It's subtle. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've, I don't know how many times I've seen it, and I, I really feel like I was noticing it for the first time. Um, but it makes sense. It makes sense that if they were going to set that up and George was going to show us that, that he would show us the, the, something else, the aftermath of it. Like he would – there would be some sort of visual payoff to it, and there is. They, yeah, they, but what, what poor planning on the part of the of – Well, the, they know. made themselves – a decent fortress given the circumstances right although i think if you i don't think it bears out close inspection i think you know the gate is really well designed and stuff but the fence around the sides like this oh, it's nothing it's, yeah, it's yeah. there's not much to it to to really keep these guys back if they all just stormed it i, I know think but you had no chickens problem. and pigs you could have kept the other animals mm-hmm. in the main fortress <laughs> well and that's that's Whatever. i, I, I yeah. don't disagree I, with you i'm just saying it's you see those, and then you do see that the bad guys like just murdered them and burnt them and mm-hmm. left them there to rot, and that's um, that's really mean. It could have eaten them at least, you know. 
So they're uh, so they have uh, they have a little bit of dinner, which is a, a great little scene because uh, the the pecking the dinky order of the D food. dog food. You know what dinky yeah. D means in Australian? Uh, genuine or something like that. Genuine is what you would say, genuine, at, but yeah. you were correct, which is so it's implied that the dog food is made from dog. Is the pun basically? Mm-hmm. And um, it's a made. So, up, it's a, it's you know, not a so brand of dog food. It's a made yeah. up thing that is a joke that if you're not in Australia, you probably don't understand. Nevertheless, full of personality. Um, but yeah, Max yeah. eats first. Dog eats second. <laughs> and General Captain gets the. the oh, last little, uh, it, oh, his it, it, it is it's a so sad. It's so delightful, and the dogs react. Bruce with his little spoon. Well, no, that he takes it out and is like, you know, and then the dog says, Absolutely. well, the dog waking up when it hears the can opening and then gyro captain wakes up and they're both just sitting there waiting but to get the scraps. This is, this is the other thing I was, this last thing. It's like the dog's laying on his back, <laughs> they opens it up, but before he looks to the thing, he turns to check on gyro captain mm-hmm. and then turns back to wait for the food. It's so, I, I just, it's like, again, I'm sure, yeah, there's 80 different takes of him not doing it, but it's so perfect. He's doing his job first and then he's ready for food. It's so great. Yeah. I believe that dog went on to win a Bark Academy Award. <laughs> I wouldn't um, doubt it. Uh, but the, uh, the, so the next morning they wake up, they, um, uh, and they wake up to, uh, Four cars bolting out of the uh, trying to go in four different directions, I guess, yep. to uh, uh, I guess on a suicide mission just to see if they can get the get you know. I, I well, we find out really later sure. that they're scouts that are that they've probably done this before and that they've found their way out. They talk about this bridge that you come to and all this stuff, so they've oh, got yeah, yeah, they've yeah. got they're sort of an to... escape plan, and and when there's these and this is very clever because you watch it and you can see the plan in place and the plan is rough and ruthless they send three cars out to get basically the attention of the bad guys who pulled away from the camp but are still basically right there camped out out mm-hmm. in front of the thing and they chase after them and there's one that waits until they're all on the move to sneak out yeah. and go the another way and you know, again, nobody explains this to us. You just see it. You see it happen, and mm-hmm. you understand that it's not by accident that it's happening this way. Mm-hmm. And yeah, from the their high out, the kind of the perfect vantage point that they have, they follow all the chaos that's happening with these various cars. And when Max notices mm-hmm. that one going its own way, we truly follow that through its whole sort of doomed journey. Yeah. And what that, actually and- makes it flip? Do you think Wes shot an arrow in the tire and that's what did it? Because it looks like it just flipped on its own. I think that's it. I don't think that vehicle is designed to be in that kind of chase with the kind of cars that are going mm-hmm. after it. So I think it, they just lost control of it is my guess. Yeah. Um, or but who knows? Just a any number of things. Driver. There could be. Yeah, Nathan, man. Yeah. <laughs> but he's not in a good situation, poor Nathan, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's well, like, I would, I would argue, I would argue the woman with him is in a worse. Yeah, uh, yes. yeah. <laughs> she but, gets uh, really badly yeah. mistreated and murdered, and he gets beaten and tied up and left to die. And that guy, Mohawk, which we, Mohawk which we rapist sort of guy with that weird yeah. smile, man. I don't yeah, think yeah, it, yeah. there's very few it's characters just, I've ever been 
like happier to see get just clubbed to death than that guy. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But again, um, weirdly, weirdly, kind of a callback to Mad Max, where uh, where you know there's a, a, a you know a a chase, a rape, a murder, and uh, well, not, well, not, and not Brian not May. Mad Max, it wasn't Brian murder, May's but, uh, music here, which again, Brian May. I mean, I, it, it, it's yeah, it he is not great because he's just so not subtle at all about anything michael talked about the love theme from the previous movie um i don't think that's too bad i think when you i think back in 79 you watch that and that love theme's actually probably pretty subtle but brian's just not a subtle guy it's why it's why he didn't turn these works which are iconic into a great movie career where he did tons of stuff because you just don't want the all the time because it's too much. But here with the gyro captain wit witnessing all this darkness and ugliness on our behalf and reacting to it on our behalf and that music swelling like it, it, it is, well, it's, I wanna... it's larger than life in like a good way in this case, in a way that really fits. Well, I want to go back to what we were talking about with Gyro Captain earlier about the Grimace. I have always read it as creepily, but humanly, I guess, initially he is kind of titillated. Yeah. And so I do take it as sort of a smile. And then it does go into, which is a wonderful way to show his humanity and his decency. Yeah. You know, he's he seeing, that it's he's seeing a naked bad. chick for the first time in a long time. I don't think he's exactly. like into rape. But it's no, all no, no, no. happening, and it's like, whoa, you know, like I. But that's that. That's that wonderful close-up of him, like you said, his facial. It is so perfectly encapsulates what he's feeling and and what kind of a person he is. It's a really nice piece of character building. Yeah, you know? I would agree. Yeah. I would agree. And um, so uh, and it gives so... you without telling you, it gives you. Which certainly, when we meet our other heroes in the compound, like there's a lot of. There's a lot to love and sympathize with in there, each and every one. Even the most annoying ones have a sort of lovable thing about them. Um, but this guy shows us why why life should even be allowed to go on here, because it's there is humanity left, and that is what you live for. Or you become yeah. an animal, basically. You become one of them, as Max said in the first movie. Um, so we get, so Max, uh, upon <laughs> seeing, yeah, upon, upon seeing the, the woman getting, uh, raped and murdered, he, he bolts off, he takes off. Um, he sees it as know, his ticket into the compound. If there's, mm -hmm. he sees it, as it ticket works into out the compound. Way. And, uh, yep. So he goes and, uh, gets Nate who's still alive. It dispatches. Thank you. Of, thank you. And he's of, uh, very yeah, honest. Rape. Don't thank me, man. I'm just here for the gas. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, whatever. All you want. We need our heroes, Max. Just, yeah, just yep. get me so out get of him. here. So gets uh, gets Nathan, brings him on in. Um, the gyro captain, of course, still. Uh, and again, stuck how and, uh, how the compound people's plan diverts the enemies. How it gives him an opportunity to get in there. How it clears the bad guys out of there so that he can take this moment to do this. Like it all. It's like watching yeah. dominoes fall like mm -hmm. in some glorious japanese domino thing like each thing yeah. connects to the next thing which i always think is yep. so cool absolutely um and and so they get uh so they get inside uh so they they get up there shows them the he has nate and um 
Uh, and we meet this ragtag bunch of uh, this family um, of people, community of people living uh, in this oil refinery. Um, and uh, and they bring they, they of course, they're, you know, he has Nate and he's bringing Nate back to him, but they're no dummies. They bring him in and uh, he's like, no, hey, look, that guy said I can have all the gas I want as long as I brought him back. Yeah. Um, and again, he's very he, reasonable about it. Hey, I'm just, you know. I had to deal with this man. I just want the gas and I'll go. Like, he's mm -hmm. not, like, I'm not here to cause you problems. Yeah, I, yeah. I get that this stuff's precious to you. But here's the deal. You're your you're yeah. friend for, for some gas and I'm out of your hair. That, yeah. Isn't that yeah. fair? Like, his his whole demeanor is very mm -hmm. calm and very, this isn't a fight. You can trust yeah. me. I'm he's not here to hurt anybody. Flesh. Give him nothing. Pa yeah, Papagallo. Uh, you know, he's like, who's that? That's car. Warrior Woman says that, right? What's yeah. Warrior yeah. Woman? What's the actress's name? Let's get some of these folks in there. Look at her. I can't uh, remember her name, but she's so visually second. fantastic me and a such a presence. Second. Have you ever seen her in Farscape? No. She's great on it. Um, she, she was. Is. She had to leave the show early because she was painted in full blue body makeup. Warrior she played an alien man. in Farscape, and the makeup eventually started causing her problems, which is too Ugh. bad. Virginia, hey, uh, really great. And I mean, I I don't know how mm -hmm. great a performance it is, but it just is really memorable, fully realized within what she has, and really physical yes. and powerful performance from her. Yeah, I agree. She's even yes. her. I was she, hey, I was wrong about you, and it's just like and he's kind of like, no, you weren't really wrong. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, uh, but her, who's the guy with the with the well, uh, the whatever venereal disease on his face or whatever the with the <laughs> with the curly hair? That guy, I love. I don't know what he's oh, called. No, the the one that says, "We'll never leave. We'll never give up." <laughs> he's whole. Like he's the just buggy-eyed guy. Yeah, yeah, he's just full on that, panic. That all might the time. be. I, I don't have any pictures here for these guys, but he could be either Zeta or Curmudgeon. Probably is I, Curmudgeon. I doubt he's Curmudgeon. He's not very um, Curmudgeon. -like. I mean, I mean, moving ahead, Nate doesn't make it. Yeah, right? Nate doesn't make it yeah, right Nate, in this scene. We're not even moving that far ahead. He's dead, and mm -hmm. and and Papagallo, played by the great Mike Preston, says, "Oh, he's so." If good. you had a deal, your deal died with him. Yep. Right. And um and and even and then, that uh, has a sort of honor to it. Like it's sorry, this you know how it goes. Like there's an understanding yeah. between them. That yeah, yeah. Uh, you talk and, to this man. You talk to this man. He keeps saying, "He's yeah. dead. And, he's." <laughs> it's Before so melodramatic can... but it's so awesome meeting all yeah. these people for the first time yeah oh, man it's fun but we uh we don't get much time they don't you know they don't even have time to dispatch of max the, or go through yeah his car the bad guys they they do take yeah, the time to wheel his car in before closing the gate mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. he's taking off the uh be ashamed to blow it up they ashamed yeah, yeah, the, yeah the dynamite off yep. the, the dog you'll, paraplegic you'll mechanic on a crane has found they, off screen they, the bomb. They try to go to the dog and max is like oh hell no yeah it's like i love that. watching that he, sequence that's so he great that he, the way he protects yeah. that dog that's that, that, yeah. yep. it's really great dude i mean it's you don't think much of it when we were kids but now that we know who this character is like his yeah. His, you are not going to hurt my dog. Like he's oh, no. throwing himself in front of it because everything we've seen him do is self selfish, you know, and uber cool. Mm -hmm. And that's a moment of real vulnerability for him. I mm -hmm. love it. 
And yeah, I love yeah. when Humongous and the crew come back with the guys strapped to their cars and stuff and being being crucified and tortured. And yeah. and the where you see the chickens freaking out, that great tracking shot of the jackrabbit Pigs. running throughout the yeah, compound. Yeah, 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 yeah. All the chaos mm -hmm. and all the again, all the visuals. It's really, really powerful. And I then of course the speeches, first by Toadie. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Here we go. Toadie played Greetings by from the Humongous. Yep, greetings yeah, from the humongous. Played by the legendary Australian actor Mike Phipps. When we did our Ausploitation episode and we talked, it wasn't part of the countdown, but we talked briefly about Sky Pirates. Max Sky Pirates, I wanna like it. I really want to like it, and it's just not very good. But one great thing mm -hmm. that gets you through is Max Phipps's villain in that is super funny and entertaining, and that really, really helps. He's he is fantastic, and we'll talk a little bit more about him in his big moment. But this speech the Ayatollah of Iraq and Rola. I mean, he's 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 worthless. You can tell he's not a fighter. He all he is is a humongous is hype man. He's his yep. PR agent. Yep. I, I he's an admin. He's the admin job. assistant. He's yeah. executive he's an administrative assistant. Yeah, yeah. assistant. Yeah, and um, his but his uh, running around because we probably won't talk about it. But his running around. After his accident, trying to find somebody who will someone to give him a ride, take him with us. <laughs> so again, yeah, this little good. character but who I, does almost I, nothing, and I yet, agree, but it's it's the thing. It's like when you're watching him give his speech, and he's got this kind of half dippy smile. I mean, he's they're all insane. But the way, like when he think, that. you can see him think of Ayatollah of rock and roll. Look back and at his boss it. before he says it, and the pleasure he takes <laughs> from having said it. It's oh, all so happens good. right there on screen. Mike Max I mean, Phipps is dynamite. I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but with the whole, um, which I wish the figure didn't have all of these digits, but it's <laughs> that would be funny. The, the fact that everyone laughs at what happens to him and then he laughs along is that that's the so, that's maybe my favorite moment in the whole movie. If I'm being honest, so that insane. that. Yeah, okay, I guess that is pretty funny. Is pretty funny. <laughs> the, he doesn't because say that, but yeah. that reaction is so weird. Yeah. Because we're introduced mm. to uh, Feral King. Well, it's all happening right now, so let's well, walk yeah, through it. So, humongous yeah, so, humongous so, says, uh, hey, you're brave scouts. What the hell? Joel, I guess I'm sorry. I'm doing your job. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, yeah. He, you know, he tells him, hey, look, I know you're out there trying to find something that you can haul all this oil away in, uh, all this gasoline in. And... Um, so, uh, but here's the deal. I'm not, you know, I'm not, a, I'm not a mean dude. I'm a reasonable dude. He and, doesn't uh, really say that. You, he says, we've all yeah. lost some and blah, blah, blah. I'm taking every he's drop like, of what you have and every yeah. inch of what you preserve But he's not, here. yeah, he's not without compromise. That's what he says. He's exactly. not, not without compromises. Exactly. And he can just to walk away. Just and he walk says, away. walk away just with your lives. Away. We don't need to kill and you. Just, just walk away. Yep. Just walk away. It's also and notable that this is the hunt of the horror with uh, his razor edged boomerang and golden youth does not survive that. Yeah, Amy well, right. pops it's, out. It, we uh, haven't gotten fair. to him sneaking out, but the the feral kid, a kid, a little kid that runs around in a loincloth in the camp, and and Chaka. just grunts. He doesn't even speak. He never speaks. He just grunts. Um, has a little tunnel system that he navigates that brings him free of the compound and out into the world. And he shows up there. He does what's 
What's a cooler weapon to have in the post-apocalypse Australia than a razor-sharp boomerang? It's like, I can't think of anything. Uh, uh, Only thing would be like a robot kangaroo that lasers came out of its eyes or something. (laughs) Um, I mean, it's just like, it's so perfect. And, and it, it's, it's, it, it embraces the cliche of the place and yet gives it this great agency within the story. Everything about it is fun. Mm -hmm. So the kid comes out, he starts whipping his boomerang around. Yep. And takes out the, the golden child or whatever his name is. Yeah. At first it just, yeah. Um, and it's funny because Wes, who's as badass a villain as there is in this, he, he ducks and misses the first one. And then the kid has to catch it and he throws it again. And Wes ducks again and misses it. And when this time when he ducks, it hits his lover, golden youth in, uh, in the really grisly, just in the face and just, and it's, it's another moment where in Mad Max, where you don't see the violence, they don't, they don't show it to you. They show you. You watch it. It it's you feel the impact, but you don't see it. You just see him fall over, and that's because and you, you there's no hear, shot you hear with it going you hear into nice, his head. Yeah, yeah, you hear a nice. Whoop. Yeah, you, you right. hear it. So you a get the chunk. full impact of it, but it's all kind of in your brain where you're imagining it happening. It's very very clever. And Golden yep. Youth lying there, this this I, this beautiful boy. I don't know how to explain this without being pervy and weird, but this well, this. This Wes is clearly his his love of his life, um, you know, with this windswept, feathered '80s hair and his like his sort of those dead eyes, like that yes. have almost an innocence to them, but he never really smiles or anything. Well, I think he's, it's he's worth like noting. a sassy runway model in this world yeah. somehow. But it's, I think what's I think what's so cool about these things is what we've been talking about. Even these little minute characters, you're getting a little something out of them. By his, by Wes's reaction to this, you get obviously that they were a couple and obviously loved each other or whatever. And so it's you know, and it's this villainous character who we've already seen as psychotic, ripping his own arrow out of his arm uh, with a little grunt. And now we see this other side. And I think that's kind of the bonus that you get all throughout this. Every one of these little characters, you know, even Gyro's girlfriend later, these, everyone gets something, yep. and even if it's just a, the smallest little thing. And I think that's what makes it such a richer experience. They're not just blank faces. And obviously everyone is so particularly costumed and quaffed and everything. So everyone has a specific look, but I don't know. I just, I think that's, something you don't necessarily get in a big action movie like this anymore. It's like, you don't get those mm-hmm. little insights. Well, they don't, I think they, they don't yeah. really take the time to tell story between the lines. Uh, today's directors don't really do that very well. And if they do, I mean, think of JJ Abrams. We talked about it when we talk about the star Wars sequels, blah, blah, blah. People never shut up. They explain everything all mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. They're always explaining what's happening and they never, ever shut up, and nothing ever, ever happens between them quietly. And you don't, you don't care, because those movies, as far as jabbery movies, are really fun, and they're, they're, you know, the dialogue is good, but you don't know what you're missing when they don't even try and give you stuff yeah. like that. This movie, mm-hmm. of course, is loaded with it in every scene. It, I don't even require modern filmmakers to do that much, but those little connections... All that little stuff, all the, the just like the alpacas, you know, all the stuff, like where everything you see it, and then you 
you see the how it plays out. You see that among all these guys. Yeah, it's totally great. So Wes pulls the boomerang out. He's in a in rage. He throws the thing back at the kid, but Wes obviously can throw a boomerang hard, but isn't used to throwing them. They they you got to do it in a certain way. They're they're like really complicated frisbees, or they just do their own thing. And um, it zooms around, and the kid goes to catch it, but he can't quite. It it doubles back and everything, and. Poor Toadie. I got it. I got it. He's here to save the day. And of course, he, and just like Kundalini before him, and uh, another guy at the end who has a brilliant idea to attach his dune buggy to this giant rig. Like all these guys who's like, here, we're going to do this. Yep, <laughs> it just yep, turns out yep. to be the goddamn Ill-fated dumbest things that you've choice. ever seen in yeah. your life. He jumps up to catch the razor boomerang, and of course, it whoop, lops off his fingers. Well, it's a great detail on the feral kid, which even got on the figure here. He's got this weird glove, which, you know, just looks like part of his deal, but it's actually something that allows him to catch it without slicing himself. Yep. It's a, right. exactly. You know? It's a, it's a little falconer's glove that he uses yep. to throw yep. his sharp boomerang. It's fantastic. Um, my, one of my, this is one of my favorite. And the kid do, doing the backflip. Yeah. When he mm. gets them. But, but like man. you said, the best part of this, and we already said it, but let me just click yeah. say it again. Hit the laughing. Everybody thinks it's funny. When everybody thinks it's funny when uh, Toady loses his fingers, and yeah. even Toady, because he's such a crowd pleaser, oh, even he nice. has to admit, <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> okay, that's pretty uh, funny. Yeah, it's that's just what a pathetic creature that guy is. I will say my my favorite sequence. Uh, my favorite part of this sequence is the fact that Wes goes absolutely berserk. But you find out why the humongous is the leader of this because he's like, <laughs> yeah. no, no, we do it my way. This is my plan. And chokes him out, puts him to sleep. Yes. Because yeah. he's so bizarre. And like, so he's willing to do this to his top henchmen. Like, you know, no, no, no. And, you know, that that's the message that I send. It's like, no, no, no. If we're going to do this, we do it right. We do it my way. We follow the plan. Uh, and it's like, I've given him 24 hours. And we're and and take you know take you know, put you know Pat makes him pass out and t- said take him away. But the whole time oh. he's talking to him in this loving way. Oh, I understand. Yeah. I my know dog. Of, we've all I, lost I know someone. my dog of war. I know you want to. We've all lost someone. Yeah. You and, will uh, have you will have your revenge. You know at the right time but, or whatever. It's like. Mm-hmm. Do you know what stuck stuck or struck me? It's so weirdly much cradling year? the way he. Yeah, yeah. it's oh yeah, it's 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 great. It's a, it's a, it's a great sequence <laughs> to show uh, that this is that this is the guy of of everyone in this post apocalyptic thing. He's he's thinking things through. That's and, not you know that's of not this the goose, crazy Michael, band. That's not the goose. What's that? That's not the goose. I know, but I'm saying it's like the. I never noticed the. Um, robbing vein in his his head oh that was great that was, a, was another like, like, great little scene i look yeah. in and i'm like yeah it's like yeah like, that was really that was cool too um yeah and you know and um yeah it was uh that was that was a fun sequence um so anyway so they get uh so they're drive. you know they so they say you got 24 hours out of here see it so they turn go back to their little camp um and uh, the people of the compound, they uh, some of them think, hey, you know, this guy's a man of his word. He, uh, the old he has guy done who nothing. I always thought was probably yeah. the curmudgeon. He's a reasonable sure. man. Oh, he's the, the curmudgeon. Old, the old yeah. guy dressed he's as the, the general. 
within yes. the general Patton outfit. Yep. Yep. I can talk to this humongous. He's a reasonable man. man. Yep. He has done nothing we to don't make anyone to think. Die. That Just die. right out of Logan's yeah. run. It's so it's they're all like they're terrified. These people are effing terrified. And that's they're acting with that instinctually. Mm -hmm. And it is only the strong reasonable well, among them that are able to hold and mike I, I mike really preston wanna... as 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 uh papa, papa gallo. gallo he talks him down he's like look wait, we can go out there we can do what with what what life awaits for us without yeah. it, the stuff that we've worked for he has a point but at the same time you do feel the hopelessness in his well but in, there's, there's basically mutiny within within the ranks of the the compound people are like let's do it let's take him up on it in it's the like meantime, Max like Max has found a little thing and he's picked his handcuff loose. Oh, while that's a great little on. sequence. Is, yeah, that yeah. Is, is, is him just casually like, yeah. Okay. And at the end of this big debate amongst all these guys, he's... A couple, two days ago, I saw a rig that'll mm -hmm. tow that tanker. You want to get out of here? Yep. Right here? You talk, talk to, to me. me. With the fingers. Uh, we also get this is the moment where Feral Kid comes on over to check on him. And oh, Max he's showing off his the... boomerang. Yeah, show off his boomerang. He's got the blood, and, and Max, the hair and stuff. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, Max Poor. gets out the little. Happy I mean, I didn't know Golden Youth, yeah. but I didn't know him. But you know, ugh. he really didn't no, deserve but, it. Like, like, of all the bad guys, the what did we see boxes, him do? Nothing the music really. Box is such an interesting connection between him and the Feral Kid. You know, it's it's it does bring in obviously having all of us seen this prior to Mad Max, but now knowing what it was with Sprague and what his relationship was. There's, it's, there's such an extra weight yeah. to this introduction. There's so much extra there because you got to assume feral kid is probably about the age that Sprague would have been by this point. Sure. Mm -hmm. You know, so I mean, we don't um, know, but it's reasonable to assume that that's about right. He's more grown. Yeah. Cause feral it's a, kids like it, what? And, six, and by seven? contrast, Sprague was such a cute, innocent kid living a reasonably decent life up until that point. Yeah. Um, and this mm -hmm. kid is sort of the kid that grew up in the apocalypse, which yeah. is what Sprague would have been. Yeah, and he's 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 not a person. Uh, he's he's more of the, an animal gonna, than than yeah. than Max's pet is really. Yeah, I, I'm gonna you know I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna disagree with the uh, plot synopsis I've been using here to, uh, to 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 walk us through. It says that Max carelessly throws the toy to him. And I don't think there's anything careless about no, not at all. He plays it. He, matter of fact, it's the yeah. opposite of careless, and it's demonstrated it's to be so because he plays it for him right up until the last phrase, a happy birthday. Then he does the little fake out to make sure he yep. knows it's coming. Like that's not mm -hmm. to dink around with him. It's so that he knows he's gonna toss it to him. And then you know what it is? And it's it is and I and I only say this just because I'm the only parent here. That's what you do as a dad. Yeah. Is as as like you re you ready? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. You know, like, so that, exactly. So that they like, okay, it's coming, and then you toss it. That's what you do as a dad and as his parents. His playing as, uh, the thing yeah. out of time, the final phrase, and ah! like the reaction yeah. and the joy of this but weird animal kid. That's but that's well, that's what makes this movie so special. And I think a lot of people that are just looking at it as an action film, which that's majority of what it is, but it's so fascinating to me to have these wonderful tiny because they don't overdo it. They never do overdo anything in this film other than the action, which is what it's supposed to do. But mm -hmm. this little moment of humanity, the little moment of humanity with the gyro captain, all of these little things, they don't dwell on it. They give it to you. And it says, 
it gives you humanity in spades without taking more than three seconds of screen. It's so, what's the term that you've used in other stuff, Ryan? Um, uh, it's uses its time wisely. What's, what's the term, but efficient. I, I, uh, yeah, it's efficient. I efficient. Mean, it's, uh, That's yeah. exactly what I wanted, but it's like, it's, yeah, it's, I love that it does this and it doesn't, it doesn't have to, you know, it's, we're here for the action. Mm -hmm. I think most people would be like, yeah. And I bet, I bet most film are, uh, and it's funny films. how many films came after it that just flat out didn't get it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just flat out. Didn't get what's great about this movie. Like they just didn't get it. They thought it was the Mohawks and the, the crossbows and yes. the cars, which it is, but they just didn't ever even attempt to even in a cheesy knockoff way capture mm -hmm. any of this great stuff that's in I, this yeah, thing. Definitely, definitely. And so, it's that's just why it's one of a kind. It's why it's the mm -hmm. best film of this kind, just bar none. So yeah, we got to get up and move on with the plot. So the deal is, I'm yeah, going to take you, these. I'm going to take uh, ten gallons of diesel and some high octane gasoline. Out, you're going to walk out into the wasteland. I'm going to get the rig. I'm going to bring it back. You're going to give me my car and all the fuel I can carry. Deal yep. done. Yep. yep. And how can they say no to that? They, this is what they've been sending their people out to die for: is to find mm -hmm. this thing to get the gas out of here, so that they can cross that bridge into the Northern Territories and find a beach somewhere where all this Nothing chaos... Nothing to do but breathe. Something outside yeah. the wasteland, exactly. They've yeah, got yeah. the postcards from the They're, basically, the they're basically looking yeah. for tomorrow Morrowland. They really are. That's Early. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, very much so. Um, where they'll appreciate the business. Uh, <laughs> they uh, So they set out on foot. Uh, so, so, so they take him up on the deal. Max goes out. He's got the... The cans uh, on on a big old stick, and um, uh, and he and bumps into his he, buddy, the gyro captain, who in the next shot we see him carrying the cans on a stick. Well, <laughs> but before that, before that, uh, he he stumbles, makes some noise as he's nearing mm. Humongous's camp. That's right. And feral feral kid uh, saves Tracks. the day, comes in, distracts him by doing a coyote call. So then, yeah, then Max gets up to the um, gets back, and there's. Uh, uh gyro captain um dragging the dragging the log that he was chained to <laughs> and um and even the music cue here what does gyro and captain they, say he's like ah, i can't remember he made some exasperated thing that he says when yeah. he sees him too it's so ah, hell <laughs> yeah and, he, hear, uh, he hears the dog he hears dog first yeah of course and he stops and he's like, oh, hell yeah. Yeah. And so uh, they get, they make their way back and they get their, get back to the gyrocopter. And uh, the, the gyrocopter was discovered by somebody else, but uh, guard snake, guard snake for the win. Uh, yep. Kind of guard of snake had to sacrifice his life in the encounter. Well, um, because there's the great fight with gyro captain and the dog over the, over snake, the snake carcass it's my snake get your own snake it's my yeah. i trained him i'm going to eat him to eat him <laughs> yep and um, the dog just it's like it is not giving yep. up on the idea of eating this snake that's a whole and the two the and two hey, dumb sidekicks fighting it out while max is going <laughs> about the business of the day is is it's just yeah. so great. That scene is fantastic. Well, he finds on the the dead guy that got attacked by the snake. He finds um, a couple of shotgun shells. Yep. 
one, one of which sort of disintegrates in his hand, and the and then he yeah. cocks open the shot, the empty shotgun, and puts the shell in, and and yep. Gyro's response to it: "What all this time? It's dishonest." Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, so Joel, he is calling out yep. Max as a low, low man in this scene. He's the yeah, a low man. Uh, so then, but so they. But it shows you how badass take... Max is too. That that encounter with the gyro captain, all things aside, it's kind of nice to know it's not loaded. But the way he yanks that thing out when Wes is about to come at him and just stands there, cold, you know, with really nothing to protect himself, it's impressive. Yep. So now Max has... And it makes shotgun uh, shells a MacGuffin in the movie all of a sudden that mm-hmm. becomes something as we get to yep. the end. It becomes something yes. multiple times before the movie's over. Yep, definitely. So uh, so they take they take the gyrocopter. They fly to where, uh, to where the, the, um, the semi-truck is. They get the truck started. Um, and you know, uh, and and that, and finally, Max, uh, you know, says, okay, you know, like, un, you know, unchains him, takes the shackles off, uh, but gets in with the dog and is gone. Um, but Gyro Captain, he sees hey, a friend. We're partners. We're partners. partners. So Gyro Captain, so Max needs to somehow still get back into the refinery. So he gets. Uh, so he's going. He is essentially like, well. I'm going to take him by surprise. I'm just going to haul ass it's, right on in. It, this is the very, I mean, Papa Gallo says it later, and it's a very famous quote. The Mad Max movies quote a former prime minister of Australia several times. And this is, this isn't the first, but this is the way, this is the one where everyone who in Australia knows this term. And it's, we're either going to crash or crash through. And that is Max's method mm-hmm. here to getting the tanker into the compound there's not yeah. i mean he can't really wait around he can't look for his window he can't be sitting out nearby in a tanker like he can hide up on a hill he has to mm-hmm. just go for it and yes. be a badass and he gets that thing through and yeah, he's got even the one it, shotgun shell huh <laughs> and he's got the one yeah shot- the shotgun he's got it he's got it all perfect in his sights and he's gonna do it and the yeah. two shotgun shells he picked up both were worthless oh, in different ways. This is something so interesting. And I, let's that handgun. That's what I was just going to say. That, that humongous uh, pulls humongous. out that he just. But this is what's so yeah. cool to me, and I never have seen this or I missed it or something. Yeah. There's a there's a family photo in the gun case, and yeah. I never have seen that. And I was so floored by that. It looks like it's probably his parents. Next it's time so you watch cool. Mad Max, I know you like to make the use out of the money is spent on that DVD. But next time you watch Mad Max, Mike, I implore you to stream it in 1080p because it's a, it's, it's not just a different experience watching it in high definition. The, the 1080p transfer desaturates all that, which kind of takes a little of the personality out of it. That really cool blinding sort of brown and golden wash that's over the whole film. It removes that so that you can see everything in a way that you've never seen before and as you were saying you've you i don't think you've ever seen it that way and i I, the next time you watch it i highly highly recommend either you know that blu-ray costs 7.99 you could grab that for almost nothing well i'll never watch it again i don't care for this this film yeah that's true (laughs) or or stream it but it it it's different they both have their pluses because i miss the desert like 
film processing. Sepia, yeah. But when they, exactly, sepia-ized version of it. But when they took that out, every grain of sand, every plant, every, the dog collar, the photo you're talking about, the burnt animals that I just noticed, like you really see stuff for the first time. So Mm -hmm. I just, I recommend that to you, but specifically, but to everybody, because yes, uh, again, we talked about it last show. This character was conceived. It, they abandoned it in the writing process. So there was, but it was conceived to be the return of Goose, which was what my, he's not the Goose joke, which nobody got, mm-hmm. but me, unfortunately, recently. If you rewind about twenty minutes. Um, oh, it'd be hilarious if you rewind it. Yeah, it's funny now, huh? Uh, no, it wasn't funny to begin with. It's cool. Look, but the point is, it was this was conceived as that sort of you. He discovered this guy from his past, and they were to make this connection. So, the picture of the family Goose didn't even have a family, but it's it's the remnants of the idea that this was a person. Yes, right. This was a person. Um, they were all the people their age were all alive when it wasn't like this, and it's it's. It's it's very very. Well, it's it is, kind of it's kind of a call here, out, an early call out to Auntie Entity. Like there's something because she has you get a little history of her, mm-hmm. and it feels like it's like yeah, these are tyrants, but yes. they are people. They are people, you know. And there's mm-hmm. there's something intriguing how, about them. how else to be in charge in this world than to be a tyrant. No offense yeah. to Papa Gallo, but how so, else I, would you yeah. do it? So let me so let me. Uh, for, this is from the Mad Max wiki. Um, the photograph of the couple appears to be from the World War One era, 1914 to 1918. The man is wearing a British officer field uniform, and the woman wears fashions common around 1916 to 1920. There are two silver medals, possibly service medals, two Commonwealth service stars, a large Prutton Totenkopf, uh, which is the gun, and an Australian military forces uniform insignia, amongst others. It does say that uh, also in his gun case, uh, uh, blah, 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 uh, and it also has um, his weapons have Nazi and Australian military insignia. Oh, wow. Um, yep. I'm getting goosebumps and listening to this description. This is what, insane. What and the photo could be detail. his grandparents. Yeah. <laughs> the photo could be his grandparents or great grandparents. But you know so. what? This the other thing that I just, uh, the, that's just the stunning. Thank you, Joel. That really stunning. is stunning. Yeah, it shows you how much care went into every shot in this film. But the fact that Because you see so, that for two seconds. It's so pristinely clean inside that case. Is just an extra the velvet and the fact that you see he's definitely running out of bullets. Every bullet has to count. Yes, yes, he has like ten left, (laughs) and he does Mm -hmm. he does a direct shot into the grill of the. I mean, the fact that you see steam immediately is like this is not good, folks. Yeah, no, the big sight on it. I mean, the whole sequence is delightful. The fact that Max has a plan to counter this that doesn't work. but and what he about still the poor gets... guy that gets crushed while he's working on a car? Mm-hmm. Uh, that is really sad. And honestly, I know he's a bad guy, but the guy with the pink beard in the pink car who gets lit aflame. Yes. I feel bad for that guy. Well, yep. His car was kind of cool, but you know. His car was cool and he's super into pink. And he's it's almost like... Like I, we only see this dude for two seconds, but I just but he's just got that, oh shit, I gotta get out of here look on his face. I just feel like that guy is a he's a like a poser. I mean, he's with these bad guys, but he's like, well, what can I do? I guess I'll just be the pink guy. The pink like, guy. 
Well, but, okay, so so Gyro Captain comes in, throws a snake on one of the people attacking mm -hmm. Max. Yep. Max gets into the compound, but yes. like three vehicles come in behind him. Come in him behind him, yep. Before they close it off, and then they have and to... And then they, the flamethrowers, the arrows, everything's yep. going. Um, yeah. We yeah, lose. And you get Wes. Wes. Wes makes it into the compound, too, on the truck. That slide yeah. down the tarp with the, the chaps. With the chaps, and not only but that, also, the and you see this repeated in Fury Road, which we'll talk about someday. But that the light, the the light on a stick that he uses to, to get out, pull Volt yeah. out of the camp. I mean, all the stunts um, and his Papa whole, you know, shot. roll, get up, growl. It's all perfect. When he headbutts a guy, kills him. It's the wide-eyed guy. The we will never give up. That he doesn't kill him is, though. He just headbutts him. No, he's dead later. Yes, but not of the headbutt. Uh, I don't know because mm. you see an indentation in his head of his corpse. Oh, is that right? Okay. Yeah, like I believe you. When Max wakes up later, but uh, Papa Gallo gets shot in the leg with yep. an arrow. Yep, with an arrow. Um, and basically, this whole thing just infuriates Humongous, and he's like, "You're screwed." Well, yep. because now, now his leverage is it. It's not gone exactly, but it is greatly diminished now that they've got the the truck. But they they, they defied him. You know, so. and what is and I already said it, but just because it happens here, what does Wes say to Max on his way out of the compound? You, you run, but you can't hide. You can run, but yep. you can. Wes is a man of even less words than Max, so it's worth quoting him when he speaks. Yep. No, no. Sorry, I'm just and, absolutely getting. Uh, and is uh, is I'm, this where you disobey me, you puppy? Comes because that's probably my favorite line in the film. I think so. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that is a good one. I believe that. I is say that. Uh, this just you disobey this way me. to Michael's heart, mm -hmm. Michael. I say that all the time, every day in my yep. everyday life, constantly. I say it all the time, Michael. Shut up. No, I, I, but I really do. This is one, I don't do it quite like you guys where it's every movie all the time, constantly, but this is one where you disobey me, you puppy. I say yeah. that all the time. I say it to people I say, in traffic. I say one of the lines later on a daily basis, the uh, the juice line. So oh, yeah. yeah, that's a good one. I'm sorry, Joel, go ahead, sorry. Uh, sorry no, I, I'm absolutely, no, you guys can talk amongst yourselves. I am absolutely riveted by some of the stuff in here about Lord Humongous, about Humongous. Um, so in the, in the um, so we get this, you know, he, they go off and we see the camp and we see the dudes, they're crucifying the dudes. Yep. And Humongous is like, gesticulating and blah 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 Apparently, and again brian may who i'm never very complimentary of his music during the torture burning flaying scene is like it's really it's bernard herman i had to turn, the, had to turn the volume down on that sequence yeah, it's um really so well apparently done. during all of that humongous is giving the speech that he's giving apparently is he's reciting the poem by Goethe entitled Der Erkonig. It depicts the death of a child assailed by a supernatural being, the king of the elves. It, like he, oh, he does so speak it, with it, like it a, goes to that with German. A weird German yeah. accent. Um, yeah, and it, um, in and reality, played in reality, by, who's the actor? We didn't Kiel, name him. Kiel, Kiel Nilsson. Yeah. And in reality, Kiel was uh, just swearing up a storm because it was very cold that night. Well, and notice, <laughs> notice we hear his uh, Kiel, yeah. Notice we hear his voice without his somehow through the loudspeaker without his thing. Like, and you, it, which normally we would go, oh, oh, no, no, and you know, 
mis- mistake, mm-hmm. but you just Continuity. yeah. You don't care. You don't care. Um anyway. Uh, and matter of fact, it almost though. makes it cooler. It's like it mm-hmm. gives this unreality to it that is magical and legendary. Before we move forward, it has to be mentioned that Gyro Captain also landed in the compound and everyone's intrigued. Right. Gyro Captain yep, Gyro Captain. Gyro and, and, um, and again, tons of character interactions. Gyro Captain and Feral Kid, while the Feral Kid's like touching the boomerang part of the gyro. And uh those are precision instruments. Yeah. Go shoot. Ah, don't touch. Don't touch. And mm-hmm. go and you know, like <sighs> he gets all upset about it, yeah. and uh, the general curmudgeon guys are like, "Oh, this this craft of yours, it can take two, eh?" And he looks at what's her full name, Arky's name, the blonde woman with the pigtail on. Yeah, top. from Razorback. Oh, uh, give me, give me. Yeah. Uh, I believe it's just Captain's girl as well. Yeah, uh, Captain's girl is what they call her. But yeah. what's her? What's the actress's? What's Arky's last oh, name? Oh, sorry, sorry, Arky, Arky Whitley. Archie Whitley. Okay. I love Archie yeah. Whitley. Read about her on your own time. She lived mm-hmm. a really, really interesting life and died really, really way before her time. Um, she's adorable in this, as you'd expect. Um, she's obviously, she's one of the innocents sort of among this crew, and you get that that's why their survival is so, feels so impossible. But that little, that look that he gives her, <laughs> when he's answering Curmudgeon's oh, question, but that look yeah. that he gives her possibly mm-hmm. and she does that yeah. kind of <laughs> oh. yeah like and of course oh, um he means me it's just yeah. it's adorable yeah immediately and w- the way we ship people in today's media like we don't need much encouragement so all we need is a look like this but it gives it to us and now we want those two to go off and rule mm-hmm. the world yes. right and oh, that's uh, a cool feeling that wanting yeah. something like that in the heart of this movie after this torture or before the torture scene and stuff is like it's cool yep so uh forgot about uh so disobedient puppy actually uh, actually comes a little bit uh later a little bit later um because what happens is is of course uh deal with a half hour done. to go we better start condensing some of this yep, anyway that's what i'm that's where news. i'm going where <laughs> i'm going uh but the deal is done and so max is like uh you don't know later y'all and papagallo is uh like no you got you you I think you should drive oh, the, the way they can, greet him as their savior too. When he comes back, right? Yep. Oh, what's your mm-hmm. face brings him the shotgun shells. I've been saving Thank these. You. You're welcome. Says. Yeah. Yep. And he's like, and he, and, and, and he doesn't take them. Cause it, that's not, I'm not doing this. It's, it's like, I'm not going to yeah. keep your shells. I'm not going to, Hey, it's been yeah. pleasure doing business with you. Well, yeah. Even I'm feral sorry, kid. No, yeah. Go ahead, Joe. Sorry, yeah, I was gonna say kid. even Feral Kid is like, no, no, you're you're my you're my you're my big guy now. Uh, you, you Feral Kid's accepted that he's leaving, but he decides he's gonna go with him. Packs his stuff yeah. and throws oh, it. Oh, that in the whole car. sequence is heartbreaking. It is. And Max is like, no, no, bye. But I want to ask you guys this question. Just overall, I know we got to push forward, but do they? Does Papa Gallo? Do the team? Is has the tanker already been set up for what? we eventually find out is it that's been probably set up for months right i don't know because the way that they're i mean there's no evidence in the movie i get your question is let's theorize about it he he does keep saying yeah the grand plan there's the plan the grand plan so it could absolutely be this was always the plan exactly but then it makes sense that they try and have max take that that hit but then it also oh yeah yeah because if they already know this, yeah, let's get Max to do it. Yeah, yeah. 
but at the same time, it, it, it decreases them a little bit, you know, it's like, ah, they're, they're willing to, which makes sense, but it also makes them kind of less than favorable. Well, you know? I don't know how many of them are in on it at this point of the story. I think Papagallo has the plan probably in place, absolutely, at this point. No, but if they were taking yeah. but, days to fill but how, that. But how yeah. much of a plan could he have? Because I think he's had to have an alternate plan to get the fuel out the, this whole time, which is where I think yeah. that, which is where and I think what they, they ultimately had... do comes from. I don't think it's, yeah. I don't think it's some Machiavellian genius move on his part. I think it, comes no, out of there's the amount no of way. planning required it says yeah. that it's already done yeah absolutely you're absolutely right it absolutely has yeah. to have already been done yeah it's a good point because just to uh, just to that's move great. the required elements from one thing to another would it would have to be already in place and it would be hard to live in the compound and not know what was not going know on it. yeah yeah, yeah. Good. so that's but well thought Max, out yeah. yep Max is like, uh, nope, see ya, pals. Uh, and even I'm in the here. end, when even in the end, which is jumping ahead, when he volunteers, he doesn't know. He's the only one who doesn't yep. know. Yep. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, may maybe Gyro Captain doesn't know. Probably. Yep. But only the and, outsiders uh, don't know what's uh, going on. Yeah, yeah, unless Captain's girl, unless uh, unless she tells him. But anyway. Yeah. Um. He so Max takes off. He's Audi five thousand, and he um it. It doesn't quite go the like way us. Max Max and this sequence, which we we don't have to talk. We only talk about the one key detail in the sequence. But the, what I love about this sequence is that it just he leaves is over in a flash. Like the the whole yeah. everything he's been working for, his whole goal, his goat sheet is torn up and burnt right in this yep. moment in, in its mm -hmm. entirety. And and just like but, that, I, I always thought, again, eff efficiency is storytelling and like the brutal efficiency of living in this kind of world, too. Well, there's but there are two key points, not just one. The car is destroyed, which is heartbreaking <laughs> on its own. And then what happens next with the dog is just it's yep. it's, un, it's it's horrifying. He, you know, he wobbles he, uh, still a fighter to the end, but he wobbles out of the car accident uh, like half shape and greatly diminished and he can't. He does what he can, but he can't save his dog who was oh, murdered God. heartlessly and unceremoniously before his eyes. Off screen, thankfully. Off screen, mm -hmm. but with the dog yelp, with the arrow, with clearly yeah, with yeah, the yeah. crossbow going into it. And again, it's the way the bad guys do it. It's, oh, dog. It's, it's, we yes. are invested in this dog and they are the, whatever the opposite of invested is. It's just yeah. a thing in their way. Well, they also set off, of course, the, the booby trap so the car is done yeah and that shot watch it in slow it motion through. next time that mm -hmm. shot of the toady exploding into pieces it's oh. a trick shot but it it's it's great it's yeah. really really yeah. awesome <laughs> um yeah. it's gyro really, it's, captain because it's not really that but it the way it achieves your thinking you saw that is a really really clever yes piece yeah. of filmmaking <laughs> um yeah gyro captain sees the smoke no, yep. no, it's like okay, that uh, that's probably not. Well, that's good. the ah hell. Um, yeah, yeah, and uh, but hops in the copter and is able to get Max uh, and haul him back. But hey, to the dog the and the car both go out saving our hero's life. Yep, absolutely they yep. do. Um, and so uh, Max wakes up in the infirmary. Um, well, you, I, I know I don't want to gloss over too fast, Joel, but that shot of him flying in yeah yeah 
unbelievable. Unbelievable. Really good. Show. I mean, it's, there's nothing special underneath. about it. It's just a camera on the gyro with him hanging but off man, the side. But but everything happening mm -hmm. below them is crazy. And this and, and you don't know what you're you don't quite know what you're looking at at first, and then you do, so you and it's the, yeah. I'm not disagreeing just, I, that it's stunning. I'm just saying it's anyone could do it who could fly that thing. It's not special filmmaking. It's just. He had the idea striking. to put the camera where it's, he did. It's, it's, smart. Cool. it's just a smart moment. Yeah, yeah. it's fantastic. Really smart. smart moment. Fantastic. So, Thank you for remembering uh, that. So. Yeah, Feral Kid comes in and he's like, hey, buddy, here's your stuff. Um, Because Feral Kid knows that Max ain't going to just lay there while all this was going on. <laughs> um, And the plan is, of course, is <laughs> to get the tanker driven by Papagallo. It leaves first to draw all the attackers and allowing the rest of the people to escape in another direction. Yeah. Um, and and that scene where he says uh he says you know I want to drive that he goes no more no more deals or what he goes no nah, it's no deals. I want to drive the truck he says. I love that yep. line. Um and they're all like, well, you look at you, you can't even do this and he goes yeah you Papagallo with that great line. Yeah, you should really look at yourself, man. You you don't look good. And Max is just steely-eyed. Just cut the crap. You we both know I'm your best shot. He says, "Yeah, yeah." Yeah, and and of course, Papagallo. Then all the talking stops, and he's just like, "Yeah, you're right. Let's cut the crap." He, he just yeah. hands him the shotgun shells, puts mm -hmm. his gun back in his hand. I mean, I love that moment because it is like the recognition, the cut the crap line, which as a cliche or whatever, but that it really is. Stop effing around. Stop effing around. You know I'm the best shot, and Gallo's like silent acknowledgement that all of this was crap is fantastic. No, but what what I love about Papagallo in that moment, it kind of goes to my theory of that he he's playing that moment. Like, no, no, you're not good. When in essence, he's going to be like, of course, I'm going to give this to you because <laughs> right. I'm not going to take the, the fall. Well, I you don't, know, so. he does take the fall. He goes, but I'm, he goes out he's, with the tanker, not with the people. That, but he's not driving the tanker, which is ultimately the 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 bait. So but he's not driving him, the tanker because he knows he's not as good a warrior or a driver. It has nothing to do with who's sac getting sacrificed in this moment, Michael. You think it's way more ruthless than it is. They don't tell him don't what they're setting ruthless. him up for. I don't know, but Gallo Papa Gallo knows. So he knows what is going down. So there's that weird pause you're talking about. But I him and the mechanic that. and the warrior woman go with the tanker that's important they're the because bait they're... they're all the bait mm -hmm. they're all the bait they're right there with them they might as well I be under, sitting I... next to them in the truck and gyro captain gyro so captain i'm just saying it's not as, it's not nefarious as you say but it is i don't think it's nefarious I it is sneaky there's... and ruthless it is there. yeah mm -hmm. and to survive um, in this world i mean and we we can't gloss over real quick, and then I'll shut the hell up. Is the uh, <laughs> no, you the, <laughs> the figure figuring out what is um, wrong with the truck scene that we kind of went past that we were yeah. talking about earlier, which we were talking oh, about yeah, before yeah. we aired. That's a good moment. Yeah, but that's, good moment. That, that exchange and those deliveries are just the fantastic. that was took place in the can the gyro take two scene where we're circling around yeah, basically yeah. and checking in with everybody in How the camp. How long does it take to fix this? Twenty four hours. You got twelve. Okay. Yeah. The anyway. the and the way the mechanic on the crane like i said he doesn't have the use of his legs the way he heroically sort of saved somebody's life in a very clever way during this fracas that all happened yeah, there yeah. and him and his assistant 
it's it's not it's not new to this, but that whole I'm saying something and you're repeating it to the captain of the submarine or whatever, like that, the use of that cliche in the most entertaining yeah. way. And again, yeah, a tiny little character yeah. who's this is his only moment, the uh, mechanics assistant, brimming yeah. with personality, and a guy who you look forward to seeing to every time you watch the movie. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yes. Can I can I also uh, just really quickly throw in? Uh, how many post-apocalyptic movies or any story um, apparently, you know, there's no way anybody with any sort of disability could survive. This is a dude with a disability who has survived and made it and made himself a vital member of the community. Yep. Every post-apocalyptic so again, movie you, has George. one, right? A tinkerer who can make everything work. You need that mm-hmm. really. Yeah. And he's the guy and he's, mm-hmm. that's been his, that's been his survival so, technique to be indispensable to the people around yep. him. Yes. It's so it's, um, it's not said, it's just demonstrated and it, again yep. in the most he simple just, and efficient way. Yep. But that's why the movie's so good. We do not waste any yep. time. Anybody mm-hmm. can see that this is interesting and unique and like, okay, we don't need to know everything. It's we get yep. just enough. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So as Ryan said, the tanker, uh, the tanker is off. It smashes through Humongous's lines. It's got Papagayo in an escort vehicle, warrior woman, uh, mechanic, and another dude are on the on the thing. Uh, Feral kid is hiding out in between yeah, the Feral, cab yeah, and thank the you, tanker. Feral kid, not supposed to be there, but he gets on board. Wes uh, is and... chained up and handcuffed to Humongous's uh, the front of his thing, right behind the hostages. Right, because of his disobedience. So because he's been point. a disobedient puppy by chasing after they're Max. They're dead by this point. Those are corpses. Are they? Oh, I always thought that by this point they're dead. They are um, not I'm doing pretty, much at this point. They were pretty yeah. animated before, so you, you could definitely be correct. Either way, they're still I there. Thought, I, they're yeah. still I could have I, I thought I saw though in the moment when when it smashes into the back of the tanker, though, I thought we get a quick shot of okay. one of the dudes who's looking front, who's and his eyes go, oh yeah. like oh. he knows he's well, that's gonna even bite worse. It. Okay. So yeah. so he may but I may have just been reading into that anyway. Um but they're they're off and going. Meanwhile, so and, and every and Humongous's crew takes the bait, like you maybe, said. Wes hey, is off. It the, may be a little bit of this, a little bit of that, where one is still yeah. alive, but the other one isn't. Could be. Um, Wes uh, Wes is taken off the chain. He's let loose. Go get him. I noticed um, this. Every, uh, you know, one of the bad cops. We didn't really talk about them, and we're sort of out of time to talk we about them. But. Have time. Um, that guy, he appears in the film like eight different times in different moments. He just keeps reviving and coming back into things. Um, he's the guy who jumps in there and, and lo- uh, lets him loose, but a Humongous helps him. Watch it carefully. Yeah. Humongous is like, yeah, yeah, let's get him to work. Like he, he, yep. he assists him. I never noticed that. I always thought. I always thought they were coming against Humongous's will to free the, the you know their buddy, and they oh, are. Yeah. But it's more than that. Humongous is like, "Yep, oh get. no, Humongous nope. is like, go, yeah, yeah, yeah. let's get yep. into the fight." It's go it's, get him. I never, that was another thing that I noticed this time around, which is neat. Gay daddy, gay yep. leather daddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He and the, yeah, we get a lot of his uh, his yelling of. Uh, uh, I might have to bleep myself on this, but yeah, when he he yells at them that they're. Uh, uh, gay boy berserkers and smegma crazies. Um, that's some of the stuff that uh, Humongous yells at his own people. Oh my god! Um, and uh, but anyway, uh, 
they're off and they take the bait. Meanwhile, everyone is able to leave on the on the bus. Same way they did before. And he even yep. he sees them, but he's like, F them, get the gas. We need the fuel. We got the gas. And uh and, and a few people stay behind to take over and secure the compound. Yep. And that does not go well for them. That is they of course booby trap that bad boy. Uh, At the time, the largest outdoor epic. explosion ever captured on film. Epic. The fact that you see oh, stuff yeah, yeah. coming into the foreground. You see like, the come on. coming into the foreground, the, the tires. Pipes and the tires. The, and... the the way the sort of smoke and fire creep across the ground oh, before they so swell grand. up into the air. Like that explosion is one of the most satisfying things in all of movies. It is so. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And from the same spot so... where we first were introduced to the compound, the exact same camera angle. Yes. It's. It's yep. so great, and the, yeah. again, the the ingenuity of it, the 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 good guys thinking this through and not leaving anything behind for these bad guys to use for yeah. ill use is is yeah. fantastic. Because mm-hmm. um, they're all and- jumping around and they're like football pads and stuff, and they're all super happy. So. Um, yeah, and so uh, we get so Wes uh, kills Warrior Woman takes care of well ta- let's uh, talk about real quick so we got a little bit of time I mean, we're doing good but let's we're, talk okay. about what their plan is you've got warrior woman and the mechanic up in these turrets that have been built turrets, into yep. the top of the tanker um warrior woman's got the bow and arrow that we've seen her with and a bunch of arrows and she's making pretty good use of them uh, mechanics got a bunch of gas that he's lighting on fire into molotov cocktails Top which cocktails, until yep. that goes bad on him it, he's making very <laughs> very good use of Watching these again, cars another explode moment of hit this... by a Molotov cocktail again, it's riveting and exciting. This chase yeah. scene is as good as anything ever performed by anyone in a film. It just I agree. I can't but oversell again, another little moment how another perfect little it is. moment of humor. Another little moment of humor during this. It, yeah, he it. sets it his legs on fire. And he tries to put his, his hands his... on fire. Ah! <laughs> he's like, I got it. I got it. It's all good. It's all good. It's it's great, but it's both great. he and Warrior Woman go down trying to help the other. Oh, that is rough, man. That whole sequence. Mm-hmm. Not not only her getting because you do like her, but then the sure. fact that they her going get... under the tires is oh, just yep. And uh, other the other dude who's back there, you know, gets a hook through his leg and and is pinned to the yeah. Stu- of the I doom, I yeah. foreshadowed this, but a stupid one of the stupid doom buggy people throw a chain a hook on a chain up, which connects. It goes through the guy's leg on the back of the tanker and into the little little thing that he's little platform he's built for himself. But it the tanker's. <laughs> I mean, it is what, what it is. It's super powerful. Crane, it takes it starts dragging the dune buggy behind it like a can on the, on the back of a wedding car. And the crazy thing, though, is about this whole sequence. Every time I watch this, I'm shocked at how fast things go bad on the trucker on the the tanker. Mm-hmm. Like every time, I'm like, I can't believe they're they're gone. That's yeah. it. Boom. It goes so fast, and it's like you think like, oh, this is going to be cool. It looks good. You know they're gonna. This like, stuff's no, gonna work. They gotta. They've thought yeah, this out. Yeah, yeah. It's never. They have. It's, and Michael. Get... Michael always says, and this is the perfect example. Nothing is more thrilling than watching a group of people who have done the best they could, who have thought things through, who it have not just work. been stupid for stupid's sake. Again, the guys throwing the hook into the back of the tanker accepted, but I mean, 
good guys, bad guys alike in this sequence are doing the best they can with what they have. They're being smart about it, and they're still failing. The obstacles put in front of them are still so insurmountable that that there's tons of sacrifice and loss. It doesn't matter what they plan for. It's not mm -hmm. going to happen. Some of it works and then it doesn't work. Yeah. Yep. Well, it's amazing um, how quickly Max is alone. Yeah. So yep. yeah, it's just down to Max and Feral Kid, Max and Amy. Well, and Papa Gallo, um, who once he sees Feral Kid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we got to Yeah, we got to say humongous. Papa Gallo's uh, driving the, Gallo, the yeah. cock rocket car that they that they got when it followed the tanker into the compound, and uh, with his with his hockey helmet on. And there's this great exchange between. Oh, that look between them. Yeah, which in a Him chase like this, where he's like, "What the hell, dude?" And Max just looks at him like, "Just don't ask me." It's well, because yeah, the door's been torn off the truck at this point. But it's it. That's one of my favorite moments in the film is that look that Max gives Papagallo. Well, and what's Wes you know? thinking? Jump! Like what? Yeah. What? And then what's he going to do in your lap in the middle of this chase? Like, is that better than where he is? Like, yeah. I in a way, it's like. In a way, it goes back to what Michael's suggesting. There is a nefarious nature to it. I know that guy's going down. He has to go down. I ha still maybe, I really don't think so, but I still maybe mm -hmm. have a chance here. And Humongous is hurling these giant, I don't know what they are. What? I don't know what they are. That is the ends best or something. In, yeah. Like they're like hey, the this tip, guy comes with those. Yeah. They're like the tip of a harpoon, like a, and he's like throwing it's like a, these. But like a trident, like it's like yes. some weird. Oh, his, ah, hit, yeah. his head is right into Papagallo's back. Like there's no. Oh, it's a perfect. Yeah, humongous also shows that why he's the leader is because he is clearly uh, a, a, an amazing warrior. And, and Wes's yeah. Wes's uh, gunner on the back of that pick tow truck. Takes out the things. gyro captain, and we see him get full of arrows in his engine and crash. Yeah, and now it really it's, is it's, Feral I, Kid I, is and Max mentioning. in the truck against the rest of these guys. Mm -hmm. This is again. It's I. Th I find this chase scene so thrilling every single time. I, it, I. I agree with you, Ryan. This has to be one of the best best chase scenes ever filmed. And the fact that it's all there are things that are more complicated and more amazing, but nothing. This they just did with cars and people. Yeah, mm -hmm. and cameras. I mean, that's that's what keeps it set apart from everything that comes later. Because there've been more elaborate things and some amazing things, but even the Indiana Jones movies, which are contemporaries of this and are brilliant, are using effects and mats and blue screen. This yes uses none of that. These are these people in these situations, and yeah. there's no faking it. Mm -hmm. And it there's just no faking it, and that. The reality, it just takes your breath away when you're watching it. Yep. Well, I want to give a little sidebar. I know we got to wrap up soon, but it's like I used to play Road Warrior with my action, my Star Wars figures as a kid. I had a little Tonka van, which then I used. And you know what are those uh, multi bags of chips that you had as kids? Yep. A little cardboard yeah, yeah. box. Mm -hmm. I attached that to my Tonka van and made this thing and then decked it out with like spikes and shit. Yep. And then my star, I mean, I literally was obsessed with this movie as a kid. So I was, I was playing it with my action figures constantly. Like I built my own tanker. Who was Max? I, it must've been Solo. Had to have been Han Solo. Okay, Han Solo probably had dark hair. Yeah. Uh, who would have been Wes? Do you use, uh, who would have been Wes? I don't know if I was using the particular characters. I think I was just playing Road Warrior World. 
Boba Fett. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. in any Boba case, Fett would be a good West. Anywho, yeah. I mean, uh, so any with the tools so, that you have. So yeah. um, it's it's mono e Catrillano. There's still there are tons of bad guys have been taken out in this chase. So they've been given as good as they've been getting, but there's just way more of them and. Yep. And they're coming, and he shoots two shotgun shells. He takes out two guys really heroically in a really fun way. And then, unfortunately, he takes out kind of the wrong two guys. The first two guys, while he's got to load this crank-open shotgun, um, Wes appears with a big weapon and starts attacking and, and everything. And the only yeah. way to get rid of him without dying is to slam on the brakes. It sends Wes yeah. flying up forward off the front of the truck. Um, there's, uh, shotgun shells are scattered everywhere, so now he doesn't have a gun anymore. There's one that's just teetering out on the hood of the truck, and the window's yeah, before been we smashed get real, Yeah, we got, so, gyrocopter captain, uh, dropping Molotov cocktails, uh, drops one on Humongous. Yes. So Humongous has to, has to stop to put out the fire in his car. Yeah. So we, yeah. now it's just, so it's just Max So even before and, he gets uh, shot, uh, yeah. gyro captain again, giving as good as they're getting. He's yeah. absolutely and then, contributing and then, to the... Success the, of this yeah. mission, <laughs> but uh, Gyro Captain, uh, Gyro yes. Captain has to. Uh, uh, he does get um, uh, shot. Uh, the, the The copter gets shot, so he goes. And down. the film allows um, you the a, a film of today, a Marvel film or something, which give you some sort of aftershot where you see, oh, he's okay. This film yep. lets you believe he's gone. Yep, it, let, it, it, yeah. it it doesn't show you enough for you to be sure of that, but it it shows you the crash in a way that Well, he's forgotten for the moment. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And that so, that's significant because uh, like I say other films if they're going to bring a guy like that back would would give you the relief in the moment, I think. They right. do that with faceless bad guys either. Oh, our hero didn't kill that guy. It's cool. See, he got So out whether Yeah, yeah. There's so whether this is part of the film. plan or not, whether this is part of the plan or not, so after Wes goes flying... Oh, also, or, when he know, slams on the brakes is when the hostages get completely decapitated and smooshed Yes, off that is... Yeah, they get, they get, so it's uh, more than skewed. one thing. Everything is happening yep, here. To, everything. Yep. It's chaotic. Yeah. yeah. It's and chaotic, Max but it's, makes, each thing is connected and is affecting the other people, and that's... It's really, really well plotted for a yep, wordless that's... action sequence. It's extremely Yep. Max makes a U-turn, starts heading back the way <laughs> the he U-turn shots are fantastic, too. Yep. In that giant um, truck, oh my God. So cool. Um, and uh, In reality, and... that would take like 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the way the and filmmaking then... just makes it super cool and exciting. Go ahead. And uh, so, so humongous. But it, meanwhile, we cut back to humongous. He's got the, he got the, uh, and I only bring this up because it's one of my favorite little visuals. Is uh, you got the fire out, and, and humongous is like, I'm back in the game, and he gets back on the road and hits the nitro, nitro. And, yeah. and you actually see in the hockey mask, you see him like, Whoa! yeah, yeah, he glides back again, <laughs> and the car just goes in this yeah. unbelievably yeah. fast way, um, uncontrollably and, uh, fast, we'll even say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so he's heading, and so Max is he heading uh, back the way he came. He's still the under siege. Shells. He's telling the feral kid to climb out on the car and get the shotgun shell. So, yeah. sorry, Michael, talk about ruthless and heartless. I mean, it's not like he wants his kid to die, but he is absolutely willing to use him it's to yeah, keep fighting. That's survival yeah. in the wasteland, and it, it's not that different than what, what Papa Gallo ultimately well, also, does to Max. it's not like Max... 
it's not like Max could get out there. He's essentially pinned to the chair by this, you know, by this, by this, yeah, this that, fanged that, glove. There's so much going yeah. on in this sequence. Um, and, and he sends but, him but out the kid, there and then this, it's almost dreamlike. Well, yeah. Where it feels like you start to float. Barley Barrel yeah. Kid is slowly climbing out on the hood to yeah, reach, feral reach, kid reach. Who, Feral kid who never had any fear going out by himself to uh, face face an army with a with a boomerang suddenly uh, is deathly afraid of climbing great, great out. Great performance onto, by that kid, yeah, Emil Minty. Uh, yeah, Emil yeah, Minty. Um, and, and but also, it's like, dude, you've literally done everything. This is what scares <laughs> you. This, this is, is what is uh, this the is stakes his are high. end, and you. Feel it. This is the end of everything. I mean, it isn't, but it. This is it. it the movie makes well, you feel it, and he feels yep. it. Trem- tremendously effective jump scare here. But yeah, you have, so then, uh, yeah, Wes is not. Yeah, so we, we Wes saw, managed, we saw the last and Wes, Wes is flying off the front of the truck, managed to hang on, and has been out there the whole time. Yep, he and, pops yeah. up to try to grab. To try to grab a feral kid. Just as that um, happens, Humongous's laser-speeding car appears on the horizon. Max sees it. There's a tug-of-war between Wes and Max over try- trying to pull on feral kid. He gets feral kid right back into the cab just as Wes turns around to see Humongous crash into them. That Humongous's car shattered into bits. More bulging eyes for uh, old time's sake, I guess we'll say. Mm-hmm. And and the truck veers off the road into a ditch, tips over, rolls, slides, comes to a halt. And we see that great shot where Mel takes his knee brace from when he got shot in the first film and mm-hmm. bent, you know, keeps his straightened out leg and bends it. And they're okay. And Feral Kid is like, he is, is crashed upon his body and has been saved. And they crawl out and he limps along and looks at That's the, what we see. looks at the tanker receptacle and what's coming out of it. Man. Ballast. Dirt. Dirt. Yep. Um, and the gyro captain uh, comes he along. He puts his he, hand down yes, under he... the dirt like you would under like a fountain. And mm-hmm. Just to make sure that's what it is. Yes. <laughs> is this what's happening? Just to make sure we all know. But but it's played great by Mel, where it's like, uh, you know. Well, they, the the final moment, we have to say that all anyone remaining from Humongous is they just turn around. They're like, we're done. Yep. But um, there's yeah, hard, yeah, there's not enough of up. them. And they're just there's nothing yeah. to fight for. Um, in this scene, but the, the the look that Gyro Captain he removes his glasses and lays his well, Gyro Captain rolling up like his his thing it can't it's fly, but it's still anymore. driving along the road. And yeah, the move of the glasses and the smile, like hey, here I am again, and, and then Max smiles back at him. It's so it's it's such a wonderful piece of humor in in this last moment of just like you said, it's the end. This is it, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, that that old man's voice from the beginning voiceover comes in to explain mm-hmm. it all to us, Joel. The I'll school bus, the school bus drives off. We discover that the fuel was in the school bus. The, the fuel, Michael. Time. The fresh, mm-hmm. the juice, the, the juice, precious, juice. the precious juice was hidden in the vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> the precious juice. Wanted to let you get that um, in there. Thank you. That's really great. 
Well, and a great, um, and again, a great tracking shot along the side of the bus where we see Curmudgeon, where we see uh, Captain's, Girl, Captain's Girl, where we see with... the, the, the older woman from the thing, and then we see these giant drums Girls. of yep. gas, and we gyro see Captain the, is... the plan. And... Yeah, Gyro Captain is driving the bus now as they're heading out, in, and our voiceover tells us that they have a new leader. Um, and uh, Can I say one last thing before we man. totally wrap this up? Yeah. Just because me and Michael are sort of arguing about over the absolute dark soul of Papa Gallo and how he's just sending Max to the wolves. Max is getting sent to the wolves, but he's insisting on fighting the wolves for revenge. It's not like he doesn't want to be out there doing this. And the gas and the survival of the tribe really is secondary concern of his. Mm -hmm. So he's right where he belongs. As a I mean, I think we wasteland. could have an entire two-hour discussion on... It feels like we could. Papagallo's I just This is my way of sneaking the last word in there. <laughs> well, I think Papagallo uh, okay. is... And the movie guy, ends but... with Max with a smile on his face, to be fair. No, he's not. He's standing there in the wreckage, just blank and... No, yeah. he smiles back at the gyro captain. He's I know, so, but then they, when they, the road warrior, he remains in my memories. They show him. Yeah, oh, they show him back. Okay, yeah. I'm not, so I'm not saying discover... that. I'm saying in, in, the, in the story. Yeah, yeah. Here's so also he, we have he's in uh, on the joke finally he gets it and he's able to smile that's significant. Yep. The na the narrator is revealed to be the feral kid who's grown into manhood who is now the leader of that group. Uh, uh, I'm disappointed in it because I always thought if it was going to be the feral kid he should have never learned to speak properly and the voiceover should have just been <laughs> the whole time um, I, but he does say he's standing at the last we see of the road warrior standing alone by the side of the road also here going back to the whole thing about spoken history is obviously uh, uh, feral kid was not around in the before times probably he was probably born post-apocalyptic so he or, only or, knows or, everything or that... came of age post-apocalyptic yeah. either way yeah. yeah absolutely but he wouldn't know all about all the leaders and the talk and the talk and talk no, and he, talk he, he would again that would all be but not again i'm talking about he would be telling the story from spoken word history yeah. okay uh, yes. so that's what i mean Is that, there's an anthrop he... there's a very cool anthropological yeah. and primal element to this the storytelling within storytelling yeah joel sorry i didn't mean to so, i should have no, let you yeah, finish so your point before i blah blah yeah blah. It, it's 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 just it's really cool it's it's great world building it's again with it's world building without saying i'm world building right. it's just doing it yeah. uh so road wire scene standing alone on the side of the roads the last we ever saw of him uh, and that is it well my my i just want to put a lot a few Parting thoughts from my, I mean, this movie's in my top mm -hmm. 20. I want to say it's at like number 13 of all time. Um, my brother and I always bonded over this and a lot of other post-apocalyptic like zombie movies and stuff. But this movie is, I don't know, it's so special to me. It Every time I watch it, the the ride it, it provides is so intense and it never loses its power. It's really interesting to me. And I've seen this, I don't know, hundreds of times. It's It's like, it's just part of me. But I remember this very distinct feeling watching it as a kid over and over that it was exciting to step into this ride. And that last 20 minutes of the chaos of the, the climax was just always such a, I'll use your term primal, Ryan. There was something so engaging and interesting and, and I was so happy to be a part of the journey. And 
And even though it ends on sort of a bad note, but again, those smiles, it's there's something very powerful about this movie to me. It always has been. And I fact the fact that there's such nostalgia attached to it, the connection to my brother, but that mm-hmm. it's still so good. It, it works on so many levels. There's, there's, there's we talked about it. It is one of the rare, and then there are a few other movies like this, but it's one of the really rare films that, 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 at some boyhood fantasy of duking it out with these weird bad guys or whatever, this heavy metal look and attitude of the whole thing, like that yeah. thing that appealed to you in a kid. This is a movie whose details and whose humanity and whose visual prowess and all that stuff gets better with time. It gets better mm-hmm. with time. It's stunning that it does because because of the stuff that's so great about it is the primal stuff. It, but it's all the other stuff that keeps recommending it over and over and over again. The way it makes you care. The subtle yeah. way it makes you care without spending a whole bunch of time telling you why you yes. should. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. It's, it's, and it's, it's also much, much better than even its the, really good reputation is for it. It's really, really good movie. And this is a, this is a movie where it has a happy ending, but not for our hero. He's just uh, not meant for community, as you can yeah, see. Yes. And yeah, the, yeah. it delivers that so, point home. All right. Uh, but you know where he ends up going? He goes beyond <laughs> Thunderdome, y'all. Welcome. Next next week. Next week, we are going beyond Thunderdome uh, as we wrap up this trilogy. Uh, but that is going to do it for us for this week, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. You reach out to us on the movie show with Joel and Ryan page on Facebook and uh, all the other social stuff. You can find us there. And, um, and Michael, once again, thank you so much for joining us. Yay. We will see you all next week. I know. Thank you for listening to the movie show with Joel and Ryan. Remember, all views and opinions represented in this podcast are personal and belong solely to the speaker and do not represent those people, institutions, or organizations that the speaker may or may not be associated with, unless explicitly stated. None of these views and opinions were intended to malign or deceive. And now, here's the producers, circa 1982, to play us out. disappointed.